What is up, everybody? Tis I, the Wolf of Ball Street. Uh, we're just getting the Wolf Den rolling here, so if you are listening to the pre-recorded version, uh, it should start in a couple minutes. I'm just going to uh, get a co-host or two, and then we'll start uh, our weekly weekly hangout. So just hang tight. Just, uh, just got to get get the old Wolf Pack members in here. I'm doing the old howl in the DMs to get to start. It's always very exciting the first couple minutes. Uh, and if you are listening on Spotify or iTunes, we appreciate yeah, And love the support we get every Friday. So just hang tight one minute. We'll be back. Just mixing my drink here, waiting on my co-host. It's usually it's been, I've been on a pretty big Negroni streak right now. I don't know if any of y'all fuck with a Negroni out there. Yes, should, though. And then uh, we can talk about this week in Dapper Sports. Little Top Shot, little uh, little NBA all day. Jared, why don't you come up here? You're co-captain of Loud City Collect. I want to know what Loud City Collect is. I'm here watching my Toronto Raptors get completely destroyed by the Philadelphia 76ers to my chagrin. What's up? What's up, Jared? How you doing, bro? I'm doing all right. I actually can't stay on long. I'm uh, headed no to pressure. A- Headed to a birthday party, but I saw it, so I was like, I'm going to hop in while I'm driving. Hop in uh, while you're driving, bro. Anyway. Where where are you uh, living? Always, always, what's that? Where do you live? Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, and you're the co-captain of the Oklahoma Collectors? That is correct, yep. Yeah, we just went to the I home f- opener on a on Sunday, this, this past Sunday, so a lot of fun. How many how many folks did you get out? I think there was thirty four people attended the game and we had a little over forty at our pregame meetup, so some of them went to the game but not like with our group. So Oh that's fun. Yeah, it was a good uh good turnout. A lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately the Thunder lost, but um there's many more games. They've been playing good this week, so that's good. How are you feeling about the Thunder this year? Um, well, I mean, they're still young, but SGA seems to be a stud, so that's he does. That's exciting uh, for our future. And Giddy's out right now with the ankle sprain, so he'll be back, I'm sure, soon. And it'll be it'll be a fun season. I mean, I'm not no major expectations as far as the wins and losses, but just development and growth, and obviously. Chet comes back next year and another rookie, so we'll be all right. Yep. A bunch of us in the Wolf Pack were at Summer League. We got to see one of the Chet games and everybody was loving them too. So, so I was a lot, a lot of broken hearts. I was probably there when you were potentially. I, uh, oh shit, you at that first game? I was at the one against the Rockets. Yep, I believe so. That was, yep, it was on a Saturday, I believe. It was the Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I was yep, there. That, that was it. That, so next time we'll have to meet up. He had chat fever. 
Yes, we will for sure. So you had Chet fever, and then you, it got all stripped away from oh, you. Oh yeah, that 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 day you got hurt. That was kind of a a big bummer, but oh well. I mean, that's how it goes sometimes. So that is definitely how it goes sometimes. But anyway, I'm, I'm um, excited for uh, these moments to get burned. I mean, we got the announcement before the announcement, so that was cool. Uh, yes. But I don't have a whole lot of the, other top shot takes at the moment, other than uh, yeah, I'm excited. So I've been, I've I'm been, excited for the season. I, I just want to get some new rookies and stuff like that. So yeah, I I'm kind of in a similar position too, where I'm like I'm excited to buy some packs. I'm excited to get some new rookies, and my mental health isn't hinging on every um, announcement top shot makes. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Let's have fun. Let's just you know? enjoy this and the community. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even today, when people on the Twitter streets were going so hard in the paint about like the weekend challenge, it's just like, man, it's one challenge on one of the like forty weekends of basketball we get per year. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, th- I mean, yeah, chill I mean, out. It wasn't like, I think maybe there could have been a little more thought to it, but yeah, it's not a big deal in the grand scheme, right? It's one, yeah, it's one thing. So. I, yeah, I, yeah don't, I, don't, I think one. that's our that's one of the issues on Twitter is everyone you know reacts to every little thing and it's just like give it time let it breathe you know it's yeah but anyway we react I gotta head out uh, maybe okay if you're still on here in a little little bit I'll I'll hop back in so we'll be here for a little bit we're welcome anytime we uh, we always get lots of the captains floating around the wolf den so appreciate you stopping by for a no minute. doubt we'll see you okay later Jared. Kev, what's hey, up? Uh, what's up? I missed the. Hey Wolf. Uh, so I missed the the stress test today. Oh, did, did you? you? You were sleeping. Yeah, I missed. It? Yep. Well, actually, the thing is, they announced it around one a one p.m. ish U.S. time, so that's one a.m. And I think I was playing Dimension X. Oh, you were still and, up. Yeah, I was still up. And I missed the announcement reading through it because I was playing Dimension X. Um, I've been playing some Dimension X lately too, actually. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm more invested to Dimension X rather than, like, for example, today, it's going to be a limited um, challenge. So for me, the weekend would be more on just doing these four hours, eight hours uh, Dimension X challenges rather than focus on top shots activity. Just probably watching NBA weekend and then, yeah. Yeah, my one gripe about Dimension X right now is uh, it sucks on the phone. Like yeah, it you just have... doesn't work mobile at all. But so I find I do it at work a little more. Like when I'm at work, I'll have my Dimension X going because I'm on a PC. Then, uh, I'm playing on my phone. Are you? I found it really tough on my phone. Like, yeah, well, I can't see it very well. Well, uh, for me, I think the hard part about it being on phone is that you can't like mute it. Right. Yeah, but other everything else like going to the maps, picking up heroes, 
leveling them up. It was relatively easy, but yeah. Oh, I've had a problem not being able to zoom in on the phone. Um, but you're right, uh, those yeah, challenges zo- are the best way. Zooming in is a challenge for yeah. phone. Yep. Yeah, it is. But those challenges are handy. That's how you got to get your full. Is it full? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think, like, for me, the strategy for me now, because I'm just a free-to-play guy, yeah. so I'm basically doing it, doing the four hours, yeah. rather than these big, big events that, well, it doesn't pay me the same amount of thaw that you do with four hours. And, you know, yeah. since I am, since you guys are asleep during the time that I'm mostly awake, like, I get, like, to the rank 35th to 55. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I do get a leeway for when US and Europe are asleep. Oh, that's handy. Yep. Yeah, I'm hoping to get enough Thol to uh, mint my own hero here. Yeah. I'm but same as you. I haven't bought one yet. Yeah, we we missed the mint. So, yeah, yeah. I have heard that the whales have a lot of the, a lot of the heroes in Dimension X or whatever. Yeah, I think Stacked is one of the guys that has the most. And oh, I didn't know Stacked was in on it. Yeah, Stacked was in on it, and I think Spence did have one too. Martin, yeah, I I talked to Martin and he does have one as well. Oh, nice. Why is the mad not speaking? Oh, I'm just listening. Uh, I'm not into Dimension X streets, so He's I'm just not soaking familiar. it in. Yeah. You How are you feeling with the playbook? Sorry, what was that? Playbook. Playbook doesn't have the free packs for guys like me now. <laughs> yeah, the, the I think the first reward is you don't need to burn or unlock anything, and uh, I don't know if you it's like free packs, but I think you still have yeah. to achieve certain things. Um, this week yeah. it's yeah. back to no free pack. Yeah, oh, is it's back to no. Free. Yep. So I I did like you guys knew that I did get a Joe Burrow from the free pack last time and that was it like right now well I did get a Kyle is that Kyle Murray Kyler Murray yeah yeah I I got one of that last week because like I saw the Ravens playing Thursday night football and I said well I'll just buy Kyler Murray for six dollars and if he hits he hits and he hit one so I'll probably just do that kind of strategy wherein it's either you pick the Monday night football or Thursday night football and three you, you the guys you bought gets in the challenge. Now yeah. Kev, has the product made you watch NFL football now when you didn't used to? Well, it's made me more uh, aware of it, rather, but because I don't really have like streaming sites or any channels here that shows football, so I haven't really watched it again. So I think the last time I watched football was like for the whole play. 
I think that was in 2019 when my uncle who lives in Sacramento was here in the Philippines and it was like uh, December. So that was really the full length NFL game that I'd watched. But other than that, it's mostly clips of Super Bowl for the last few years. Haven't watched anything else other than those. Yeah, the playbook, uh, I think they made it a bit harder this week. There's like only 20 yards for the Sunday slate instead of 25. And there's less like pick'em games. There's only one. But I've been incredibly bad at the pick'em. I'm like one for 10 or something atrocious. Um, but yeah, the leaderboard for the merch is interesting to follow. Um, but yeah, I was able to do the Thursday one. And yeah, I, I to be honest, NBA is sort of, captured my attention a bit more but i do still check in and all day and do the challenges when i can as well and i got a lamar jackson uh top top, top, top all day debut and a mile sanders rare so uh yeah so I'm, I'm pretty good with the packs that i got this week but it would be nice if i could hit two rares like a rare in the four star pack would be good but yeah i have had a couple weeks in a row of getting four packs of just trash just yeah, absolute like, trash i felt like the first week or two was like much better but i'm sure it's just chance situation it is yeah, i'm sure haven't been great but yeah just slowly building the collection you burn five and then get uh if you get the hundred yards like what do you get like 10 moments i think nine yeah and you can do it twice this week too what do you mean you can do it twice? Uh, sorry, you can do the fourth and inches twice this week. Yeah, I'm kind of out on the burning rares. So um, I'm just yeah. hoping through the challenges. That's the whole thing I like about it too, is like I'm kind of out on burning stuff that I bought or I want that I have in my collection. But doing the challenges to achieve the 100 yards, I'm all over. So I like that optionality that they've provided there that others maybe would rather just burn and instead of having to like get all the challenge pieces if they don't already have it. Yeah, there's a few ways to get to the 100 yards. It's pretty nice. Yeah, that's what I like. And I don't know if you guys talked about the Top Shot um, challenge this weekend. But I think that's what's missing a little bit from the Top Shot challenge, that there's kind of only one way um, to kind of go about the game. And once the challenge is like, okay, I don't want to burn rares this weekend, so then you just don't pay attention to it. And I wish there was a way that they could kind of engage people every kind of weeknight, every game night, um, one way or the other, um, similar to like fantasy. Do you think they should have like a week-long challenge thing instead? Um, yeah, maybe a week-long or, or different like levels. Like with NFL, I know that it's like lined up pretty nicely for NFL, but um, maybe they can have an easier level and then a higher level. I'm not sure um, what the solution is because then it's going to be more rewards and people are going to be like, why are we getting all these moments that nobody cares about? So I see the position they're in, but I think the, the game mechanics um, still needs to be figured out so that it actually engages you with the gameplay um, that's happening. And they've been able to find that at times, but... Um, they kind of lose the attention, I feel. I don't know. What do you think about it? 
Dave, you want to jump in there? Yeah, um, you know how I feel about it. I kind of, you know, just, just, I'm not concerned about the challenge to be honest. I, I'm just more concerned about engaging in the profession. Um, how, like, you know, Samson say that uh, you need to find a balance. You be able to engage with uh, people, the consumers coming on the platform, um, and also you don't want to, you know, kind of like. Uh, how can I say it? Maybe alienate people. Try not to alienate. People. Yeah, alienate. Yeah. Uh, DV, where are you? <laughs> I'm in a kid's. Uh, my my kid's school is. Uh, Halloween, night, winter Christmas. Sounds like a nightmare. It is. I'm right next to a haunted house. <laughs> I think any house with kids in it is a haunted house to me. Um, we, so it Wolf, was really, it was really tough to hear you. So Wolf, uh, another yep. thing that was interesting this week: the squad goals for the WNBA came out. And yes. I guess they were able to align the squad goals to be the top shot debut. Um, so, yeah, I got all of them, actually. So I was pretty excited about that and adding that to my collection. Yeah, that's so pretty I, sweet, hey? Yeah, I love the locking. I think the locking, at least for me, the type of collector I am, I'm kind of long-term and I want to hold and build my collection. So I think the locking like resonates a lot better um, with me and not as much the burning, but... That's good. It's good that it caters to different people. And I'm happy that they're burning the rares. But I don't know. The It's questionable whether it's, like, desirable to do it, you know, um, because you're burning rares for a fandom moment, which is technically a lower tier, and you're burning multiple for one. Um, so, yeah, and then it's kind of like a nondescript moment a little bit. Um, yeah, it's interesting, and all the funny comments we've seen lately, like "let us burn locked moments." Like people just can't make up their god diggity mind what they want to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I but think yeah, that was uh, it was interesting. They lined up the squad goals. Maybe that was what they hoped to do with NBA, and that kind of reveals it a little bit. But anyways, yeah, I would. I think actually, I think you're right that that probably was the intention of what they wanted to do originally. Instead of the duos. Yeah, for sure. Kev, what were you going to say? Yeah, I think so for the like the champion. I mean, like Ahmad said, burning rears for like a fandom moment, which is technically lower tier than uh, the, the rears that you've burned is kind of... Uh, how do you say kind of iffy but i think one of the reasons why some people would burn their rears is mostly because of how like last year's um fandom tearing rewards was done because basically you burn a rare you you might end up getting a hollow pack for holding the champion set that's something I think is what probably Top Shot and the market as a whole is expecting. But are we like completely fabricating that out of thin air? Like nobody said that. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> when things that people expect 
to happen, aren't gonna happen, then we'll be seeing pitchforks uh, later on this year as well. Yeah. We're always our own worst enemies on these things. That's true. That's true. I don't mind burning a rare or two. I did the. I burned a couple rares to get my league pass, which Ahmad, you're having a hard time getting set up. <clears throat> and the uh, like two weeks ago, Kev, we had you on here, and you were begging for league pass. Now, did you do it? No, I didn't. Because like, if I burn a two rares with like floor values of uh, what do you call this? Uh, Seventy dollars for the two of them. Basically, here in the Philippines, if you subscribe to NBA League Pass, you're just paying for like $55. So, and I mean, compared, because basically US dollars had increased by around 10 per, uh, the exchange rate for $10, uh, for a dollar here to Philippine peso increased by 10%, per, 10%. So, basically, it's cheaper here now. To like sell my rears and then convert them to our currency and just subscribe to NBA League Pass, then burn some rares because it's $55 here. And unlike in the US where there's blackouts, we don't have blackouts. That, that's actually a really good point that you raised because um, it kind of because Topshop obviously have thirty percent international uh, users, and the currency does affect a lot of buying decisions. I think because you know uh, U.S. dollars is strong against any other currencies right now. Um, so basically, you kind of you kind of losing money um, either way if you buy it now. Um, and I don't know whether this is one of the reasons why the market activity is being quite down at the moment. It uh, could be something to do with the currency exchange ex, you know, situations. Uh, might be, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, the other problem with that is because if, for example, oh, well, for Philippines, it's easier because I can just simply buy um, USDC or USDT through Binance using Philippine Peso with like a lower exchange rate than using credit cards and then convert it to Flow, send it to Blockto Wallet or like with ETH right now, I mean, it's basically not the same as me paying like $4 more to using my credit card. So basically what I did was like... um. I buy something else in US dollars, have someone pay for it with an exchange rate, and then the cash that I receive, I buy crypto with it directly from other person. So I don't have to like ramp up because if I buy directly or I top up um, for my Dapper wallet, like I get charged for like five. 10% of its cost. So you have to like, if you're an international collector, you have to like find ways on how you'd save the most and 
either depositing or whatnot. Oh, Kev, you could just say that I'm keeping it simple. I just go on this Facebook search for NBA stream, and there's my fellow Filipino guys, like hundreds of them will stream uh, NBA games for free. Yeah, actually, that's <laughs> that's also one reason, too, because that's why I don't, I didn't buy League Pass, because uh, here in the Philippines, it's very, very common. We're in, like, a basketball, local basketball hoops page who usually promotes, like, uh, small town leagues would end up during regular season uh, go live and share streams but and then ask for donations as well yep, you won't believe this but sometimes especially during playoffs people who do that and ends up getting like $200 $300 worth of donation just for playing the playoffs for free in oh, Facebook. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to respect the hustle, you know? Like, sometimes when you don't have that situation, like, you have to make the most out of it. Like, you got to make money somehow. And I respect the hustle. That's true. That's true. But, yeah, like, you know, currency exchange is a big thing because I, I think uh, before I come from New Zealand to U.S., um, you know, the exchange rate is quite good. It makes sense for me to put, you know, exchange New Zealand dollars into US dollars and make whatever investment I want to make in the US. But right now, it's, it's not really worth it because, um, you know, it's right now it's like two to one now. So I'm, I'm getting it, like, you know, I'm getting hit left, left, right, and center if I want to exchange the US dollars. So I'd rather, you know, earn US dollars here and then keep my New Zealand dollar where it is so I don't have to um, get you know, get hit by all this exchange rate. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why like I think the burning didn't reach their target of 2,000 uh, users to burn. So I think if you're trying to get a league pass, it might be better to just use common moments than rares and then have the rares to burn during like this week's flash challenges rather than because if you're trying to like burn moments just through challenges, uh, burn comments just through challenges, there might be some moments that would be left out. And I think most of the user base is entirely focused on um, burning the comments rather than the rears. So, yeah, I think that's something probably we could see during playoffs time at the very least because I still think that Top Shot has the potential to like give away league pass for international and even U.S. users who haven't had their league pass but burn a bigger quantity for common. Yeah, it's interesting. I I understand that side of it. I felt like this was a pretty premium reward. And I don't find myself doing the same like dollars and cents of it, you know? I kind of felt like 
I said it last week. I kind of felt like I got to get rid of some junk in the closet and turn it into League Pass. Like, it was like, I didn't need this crappy, you know, throwdown moment. It could turn into League Pass. This is great. Yeah, yeah I think absolutely. it was good value in Canada as well. I know and not where you guys are, but or where you're at, Kev. Um, but it was, I thought it was good value as well and a nice little thing. And it's not like it sold out, so to speak, right away. So, yeah, it's all good. I don't think we should nitpick it too much. Yeah, like, I mean, so League Pass, it's, it's kind of like, you know, exactly what you're getting. You kind of know the value where you can compare it and you can make that decision, you know, informally. You know, you know how much the League Pass is going to cost and how much it's going to cost you to bring two rates, which is, which is fine, which is, you know, like if you don't need a League Pass or you can get it somewhere else for cheaper, by all means, you can do that. And there's no complaint there. Uh, but when it comes to, like, some of these flesh challenges rewards, where, like, like I mentioned before, you really need a plan B for those because you know, uh, like I mentioned, this game, it's not that many desirable players actually play in it. Like, you don't really need those moments. But again, like Eddie said, Eddie said that um, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. Yes, that's correct. But, you know, like, I, I, just, I just think that they need to find a way have a plan B to have something that desirable for people to, you know, trying to burn these words for. But again, I'm coming from a low end and a mid middle tier collector, so I don't actually have that many words. So all the words that I bought is something that I really, really wanted. I'm not gonna buy anything that I not really want, you know. Um, so that's probably the reason why I felt a little bit strongly about it. Um, I guess. I don't know the percentage of the mid and lower tier collectors in Top Shot platform, or how many percentages all the wells. I would say, uh, I don't know, two percent wells, I guess. But that means majority of the mid and low tier class people is going to be like, I want to engage with this platform, but there's no way for me to engage. I hope this actually makes sense. But you know. Um, I just think that we need all sorts of different collectors around and we don't need to alienate. Like, just to please one group of collectors and alienate the other group, if that makes sense. I think, what, I think one thing that we might be missing, because last year we had the Metallic Silver, which this new champion pro elite is replacing, which I think is nice that they split it up the way that they have. But I think what we're missing that we had last year with the class challenges was getting packs at different levels so you have the easy one remember where we get the base pack and then if you hit the hard one you get a rare pack so i don't know yeah. if they don't want to be releasing that supply into uh the atmosphere but um but i think that's the part that you can't really engage in um if you're not interested in the crafting i think it's totally reasonable for the new moments on the fly to be crafting and I like that they're burning, other people are burning rares, but um, I think, yeah, having those, but then, yeah, it's more supply, I'm not sure, then maybe if you could get flow or something, but I think those other challenges that would be running simultaneously um, kind of gave each of us a bit more to do, I thought, where we would engage and still check the scores, like right now, I don't really care, like, who gets 
the second or third most rebounds or anything because I don't want to burn rares. Um, but and that's fine. I'm, I think it's kind of the era of like not doing every challenge. Like if you're used to doing that, like you got to just pick and choose at this point. But um, and that's fine. I think that's a good thing to pick and choose your spots. Um, but it, it's just, you know, I want to engage with, with the game and pay attention to the game and how that relates to my collection and my and top shot. Um, but I, I don't know if they've kind of captured that, uh, at least for this weekend, but hopefully they could improve. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, also, how do you guys feel about top shot is prioritizing burning what's in their reserve rather than burning what's in the circulation. Like, currently the user is holding a whole bunch of 40k, 60k, whatever. Like, um, what's, what do you think the reason behind Top Shop choosing to prioritize burning those reserve moments first rather than, say, do a big challenge that burn the 60k and the 40k that's in the circulation? I think it was, it was kind of brought up in the chat today. It's like um, maybe an act of faith type thing or show of faith that you're going to be burning. If you're asking the users to do their part in the burning, okay, we're going to do our part. Um, so I think that's probably why. I think they said they're going to do it in batches as well. So it won't be all at once, but maybe that's part of it because they're asking us to burn uh, our part, parts of our collection. So they're going to act of faith kind of come out and say they had an announcement today where they said that um, that they're going to do their part soon but they're I guess figuring it out yeah that makes sense that makes much more sense oh, I and it's easy for them to like hit some initiatives that they have if they're like we said we're going to burn 2 million so if we burn our supply first that hits some specific number that you can sort of stand on to yeah yeah I get that. that's cool Hey, Mr. Rich, would you like to tell us about your magic experience? Are you dying to hear that? Hey, David, how you doing? Good, man. Oh, man. Uh, the magic experience. Uh, it was it was great. I mean, like, some of you guys know that magic's, like, my favorite player of all time. So it was just awesome to be able to go see him. Um, it was just a cool intimate kind of setting um it was just like some house in beverly hills that they rented out he, he came and sat in like a living room um and just you know got interviewed and started fielding questions and it was maybe like 20 of us total um so it was kind of it felt more intimate and it was great it was just like we're just talking and uh he was telling stories about certain things certain events um and, you know, Magic's Magic. He's a really charismatic, personable person, a good storyteller. So it was just easy to just, like, get caught up in his stories, kind of feel like you're getting to know him. Um, and it was, it was just a good experience overall. Like, the, the food was excellent. You know, um, they had a little basketball court in the, in the back. Got to shoot a couple hoops a little bit. Airballed a couple uh, shots. Made a couple shots. So, you know, did Magic shoot? Uh, no, Magic, Magic didn't shoot. Um, he was out there taking pictures with everybody. And yeah, it was funny because we, we wore Magic jerseys, my wife and I. Um, but they told us, okay, don't ask for autographs. You know, like, you know, it's like some sort of 
you know, like manager or agent or somebody is just like, hey, you know, you're not supposed to do that. So we're like, all right, cool. We're not going to ask for autographs, whatever. It doesn't matter. So we're taking a picture, me, my, my wife and I, and he just out of blue is like, hey, where's the Sharpie? And somebody gave him a Sharpie and just like, I want to sign your jerseys. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally cool with that. You know. So my wife and, uh, and I got both signed jerseys. He signed it on our back and we never even asked, like you just did it. Uh, so that was kind of really, that was like really cool. Like we weren't expecting it or anything. He just, just, just started, you know, signing people's stuff. So that was, that was really cool. Um, yeah, you know, he hung out for a while, like almost like, I would say like an hour and a half, two hours maybe. Um, so yeah, it's just like a really cool experience. Um, got to meet some really, you know, great collectors. I went to a, a basketball game with Alto. Um, Met a Greek freak, for, um, and it was just really cool meeting collectors, being in this you know setting. Um, I don't know, I don't know. It's just like a really fun experience, you know. And it, it was intimate. It wasn't like you know, like a crazy like. There's like two hundred, three hundred people there, and everything is you know, chaotic. Um, it was. It felt really intimate, and it was great to see Meg again. You know, she's running all these events. And she was saying how, like, she's been traveling, like, so much, like, doing all these events. She just came from the Cade, um, Cade cooking experience. And it's just, like, kind of cool to see how they're putting stuff together. And I really look forward to what else they have in store for everybody else, you know? Like, it, it, it's really cool, like, the different sizes of events that they're going to have, right? It's not – it's kind of like flash challenges. It's not going to be for everybody, you know? Like, sometimes you're going to have – really accessible ones and a lot of people can participate. Sometimes you're going to have hard ones and not a lot of people can participate. Um, but as long as they keep doing it and keep chugging away and um, keep doubling down on the, these fan, fan type experiences, I think it's going to go a long way in um, getting the interest for a lot of the like, new users and the old users that have been on the sidelines hanging out. You know, I think, I, I think there's a lot to be explored there. So I really like that side. Um, they're getting creative with these events, like the cake cooking experience because he's vegan. So I think that's pretty cool. Like they're like, you know, trying to curate these uh, events for people and fans to be able to interact with uh, basketball players in a different manner than you would ever be able to interact with them. Because I know I've been to like a corporate setting event where I, just basically only got to just stand in line, shake Magic's hand and take a picture. That's it. That was like maybe like a minute of interaction, right? Um, so something like this is much different. And I think this is like really, it's really cool. Like what they, they're able to do, right? So uh, I'm pretty, pretty bullish on, on like the future fan experiences that could possibly come. Um, so yeah, I mean, do you guys have any questions? That's awesome. I, I, you know, it, this is something that we love to hear about some of the experience. Uh, not everyone, not all the top shop collectors can do that. Let's do you, you know, like you can, I mean, for me, because we went to the Golden State Warrior, um, you know, the top shop collector game with Brian Looney. I feel like a lot of things that you said was very similar to that particular event. Um, small, intimate setting. I mean, we had about around 50, 60, 70 people, I should say, but everyone was very orderly. Um, and Kavan Looney was very engaging with all the collectors. And 
I'm not sure if you heard the story. He was meant to only be here for like half an hour because that's just the standard how athletes do it with the appearances. But he ended up staying an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes just to hang out. And he's definitely not a great golf player. You can tell. Like, I mean, the only person there, like, probably, you know, worse than me playing golf was him. So, so, so yeah, he's not a great golf player, but he decided to hang out, just try. He, he never worry about embarrassing himself because, you know, some athletes have egos and they, they supposedly be this uh, superhuman that um, good at all sorts of sports, right? But he didn't care. He just, you know, he just played around and then he just tried and he ended up sitting around and talked to collector about basketball and he told, it, he, he told us he's just someone that enjoying sports conversation, like basketball conversation. He just loves basketball. Every time, if he get a chance to talk to a fan about basketball, he can sit there regardless of who you are, which, which is the main reason why he, he became my favorite Golden State Warrior player. And not because he did the video for my kids, but, <laughs> you know, like, it, it's just, you know, that in-person experience is something that you don't forget and you, you're grateful for these people that come along and, you know, you're grateful for this experience and Top Shop created that um, opportunity for you to join this experience, which I'm internally grateful for, you know? Yeah, definitely. Same here. I mean... And I'll, you have another one on the on the come-up too, Rich. When are you going to the Lakers game with the Top Shot collectors? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Yams uh, invited me. We're going to Sunday. So... This Sunday? This like two Sunday. days from now? Yep, this Sunday. Two days from now, I get to meet the infamous Yams here. So this is wow, I'm, I love that. I'm actually more excited to uh, you know put a face behind the 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 myth, the legend. Um, I love that. <laughs> I like yeah. anybody who's like taken such effort to not have their picture taken. <laughs> I'm sneaking. Like one. how ugly I, is a guy? I, I'm gonna sneak one. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Oh, please do. It's happening. Some, some yeah, way, I love that. Some way. Well, he's got. He, actually, he can't avoid it because they take pictures at those events. Anyways, um, yes. So he's he's got to be in one, no matter what, you know. So maybe we'll do like a "Where's Waldo?" We'll like take a picture of the whole room that's yes. there, and and you guys got to try to figure out who Yams is. Oh, I but love you that. can't you can't stand beside him, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to like I'll have to just like just stand randomly somewhere else, and then you guys just have to pick pick him out. <laughs> that's awesome. That'll be Any a fun Any of you game. guys coming to the tour? Uh, to the Portland tour? Yeah, so I talked to Alto about it, and he's like, are you coming? I was like, well, Portland's pretty close. So I was, like, really thinking about maybe maybe thinking about going to Portland, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I would love to go to one of those events. The Paris event sounds awesome. Uh, funny enough, me and my wife haven't been to Paris together, so we wanted to go um, next year in the fall, but this event is in, like, january so i'm just like i don't know that's like cutting it close uh you know for a plan like a big trip like that so but you know it would be great to go to a top shot event in paris that's amazing but yeah do come to portland if you are i'm confirmed i already bought my ticket i'm only gonna come on one day but um are you gonna come okay uh i'm thinking about it yeah because well we you know wolf and i have been trying to we're, we're going to be coming down for the end of January for the Raptors game. 
Um, and I have a, I think I am free that weekend. So I'm kind of on the fence. Like they sent a questionnaire to the VIP whether I'd go. And both Toronto and Portland, I would love to go. But uh, but it's just a lot of different things going on. Um, but I'd say we're at 60%. I'm going to go right now. It was 50% two days ago. So, Ooh, it's climbing. <laughs> yeah, because I think there's there's nothing happening like that weekend. It's like December 12th, right, in Portland? Yeah, uh, I think so. Weekend, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's Saturday. Okay, I'm going to message the boo right now, actually. <laughs> That's She'll be your wife time. by then, too, Ahmad. So she can't even leave you if she doesn't want you to go. <laughs> like... Exactly. So that's the thing, yeah. So I'm getting married uh, next month. And uh, so that's busy times. And then have like a staff Christmas party going on early December. Um, and then obviously the Christmas holiday period. But that's a, kind of in a sweet spot, I think. Um, plus, we love kind of just driving down to Portland um, from Vancouver. It's not too far. It's just like six, seven hours, I think. That's a good sign because last time um, you were going to your cousin's um, wedding in Toronto, you canceled that and come to the NFL all-day event, which were you told us there was kind of like no chance for you to go, and you ended up going. So we have a chance to see you, which is awesome. For sure. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about um, with the the wedding you said. I I don't know, but um, but it was all expenses paid, so uh, I couldn't turn that one down. I mean, who are we kidding? Oops, I might have spewed a bean. Um, With Ahmad's wedding, um, you guys ever get an invite to a wedding like a month before the wedding, and you know you were like the last cut? But that you still made it, so you're still really happy. Get get out of here! You're very <laughs> welcome. I I already told you to come. Um, I feel like I'm Malachi, the Malachi Flynn of the wedding. No, you're like, like a, the you're I'm like, like the thirteenth man. Smith. You're like the, Smith, yeah. Smith because, <laughs> the rookie. Yeah, uh, you're like the rookie friend who it's like, okay, I'm trying to project out your career here. Are you gonna have That's all true. the same career? To Ooh. garner a wedding invite. I like that. Uh, you did say the sweetest thing too. You said if you come to the wedding, then we have to be friends for years, which I it was a little heart melting. It was really cool. cute. I know. Yeah, we would love to invite everybody, but you know, we have to. Have it gets listen. hard. I've done the wedding yeah. thing, and you get to that point where you're like, yeah, everybody can't come. <laughs> it worked out though in that, like, um, obviously we'd love for anybody we invite to come, but a lot of people couldn't make it, or I thought they would bring their kids, and then most of them are like not bringing their kids. So then, um, it's really opened up. Uh, we were going to be pretty crammed, but now it'll be it'll be nice, and there's been a few last minute like family members who might be coming in um, from overseas and stuff, and we have a bit of space oh, for that. Cool. So uh, yeah. I just got to work on, uh, we're actually going to go to uh, Seattle tomorrow, just because, um, for the night. And But we're going to go to the Funko Pop store and try to get ourselves made as Funkos and then put it on the, for the wedding cake. So, uh, yeah, things like that. We gotta That is so funny because um, my wife and I were talking about wedding presents and I thought in my head, oh, getting Funko Pops made of them would be the ultimate move. Yeah, we thought about it, but then um, 
yeah, when we went, like recently, we sometimes we just drive down because it's not too far just for even a day trip. But it was too late. It was closed. So we thought about it. So that's why we wanted to squeeze this one in. But I, my car was in the shop all week. So I had one of these gas guzzler cars. So I have a Tesla electric car. Um, and I couldn't, I can't drive that, the gas cars anymore. But anyways, thankfully I got the car back and I head down for the, to get that. So. Well, I'm excited. It's in a couple weeks. I had this work shift that I immediately got rid of. Was like, nope, not coming in. Got a wedding to be at. Well, I feel um, bad you bring this up now because I'm like, you know, I've hung out with Richard <laughs> several times in real life. So Richard's like, am, am I not? Rich, you didn't make am, the cut, bro. Am I not Paolo Banchero, bitch? That's what he's thinking right now. I mean, I live in the same city that you're getting married in. I'm an easy. It was easy to give me the, give me the ball. I think uh, I, I think I'm Josh Primo. I guess I'm Josh Primo. I, a, I got cut unceremoniously. No one knows Josh why. Rich. No. What did you do? No info. It's not coming out. You know, we got to keep a tight tight ship around here. Tight lips. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah, that's hey, a uh, bizarre one. That is a bizarre one. I just saw the one tweet that someone posted in there. I didn't really know what was going on with that. Must be something bad. Was it kind of his performance for the last few games, or no? I don't no, think it's, it's performance based. Yeah, it's definitely something happened uh, outside of the possible performance. It's, they don't, they don't erupt cut people like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's first anyway. So, it, if you, you're not that good, you go to like the G League team. Yeah. You, you just don't lose an asset for nothing unless it's something and, of a not not good nature. Oh yeah, and he signed a rookie extension as far as I remember. So right, so that's something more than just the basketball performance. But hopefully he's okay. You know, um, you know, like if something like that happens, kind of like a red flag for all the NBA, all the other NBA teams trying to get him. But I mean, he would still be able to make a career overseas. Uh, Anything like whatever happened to him happens um, because, you know, places like China, they don't care as long as you can play basketball, I'll pay you. And that's that's their mentality um, in China over there. And then they just care about your performance. They don't really care about your history in America. And that's how Stefan Marbury, Francis Pudding, ended up becoming the best, kind of like the best CBA spokesperson and multiple championship in the CBA kind of redeemed himself. Where in America he was literally got crucified, you know, like like the Kanye situation right now, um, eating Vaseline and all that. But he reinvented himself in China, and I think um, it's important to have places like this for some athlete to go to if you know if they run into trouble. They kind of give them a second chance to reinvent themselves if they can. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hope, hope you know. As someone that likes basketball, loves basketball, watch basketball all the time, you're hoping him uh, it's nothing too serious and something that and you always give people a benefit of the doubt of whatever he's done. But um, yeah, fingers crossed is okay. Benefit of the doubt, I like to shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> That's what I've learned with hanging out with all you Americans lately. 
So, Mr. Rich, were you far away from the Beverly Hill Mansion that you were going to? And how long does it take for you to travel from your your place to the mansion? Uh, fortunately, uh, we were pretty close. Like, uh, L.A. traffic makes everything far away, but, like, it wasn't too bad. Um, we're probably, like, three four miles away. Uh, which is like 20, 20, 30 minutes on the surface streets <laughs> during that time. But um, uh, yeah, it was like really fortunate. We were really fortunate to be like somewhat, you know, close to where they, they held the event. So that was good. Um, so we weren't spending too much time in the car. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. Just showed up. Uh, first people that were there was a uh, Greek freak and Don Flaquito. Um, and it was cool to just meet them, talk to them and just hang out. You know, so did Magic yeah, make any comments about the current state of the Lakers? Um, the only thing he said is, uh, so I think someone I forgot who asked him if he were willing to come back to the Lakers organization, and the way he, the way he put it, he's like, I I would do anything Jeannie asked me. Basically, is the way he put it. Like Jeannie's like a sister to me, like. Um, if she asked me to help, I would help in any way possible. Wasn't so, it squeaky, Rich? Wait, what'd you say? Sorry. Wasn't it squeaky who asked Magic? I think she tweeted that. Oh, was it? Yeah, maybe it was. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So, like, he did ask. Uh, somebody did ask, and that's what, how Magic responded. And he and then he went into, like, I don't know. This would actually became breaking news later. He was on a different podcast. I don't know, one of the Jalen or Rose or something like that. But it was like, yeah, I was, you know, Joe Lacob asked me to be a part ownership of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the Pistons owner asked me to be on the ownership team of the Pistons. Um, there was like another team. I forgot which team. It was like three or four different NBA franchises that he was asked to be part of the ownership group of. And he's like, I can't. I'm a Laker for life. I just can't. Uh, I, I wouldn't feel right. Um, I just don't, you know, like my heart wouldn't be in it. Like if I own a team and I'm rooting for the other team, the Lakers, like that doesn't make sense for me to own that team. You know, so so um, I think that's that's what he said. And that's how he feels. It's like he's always going to be a Laker. That's what uh, he believes in. And so he, I don't think he's interested in other ownership, but. You never know. You can always get a good deal from somebody. But I would love for him to be owner of Lakers again. I think he had, like, really small minority ownership a long time ago, but had to give it up for the Dodgers. Um, but, yeah, that'd be great for him to consult and, and just be back part, as part of the team. Also, speaking of owners, LeBron wants to be the new Las Vegas NBA franchise owner. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Oh, good, good. <laughs> I mean, like, I think he deserves it, and he's one of the best players in the league and uh, ever. So, yeah, I mean, that's totally fine. I, I don't see anything against it. I just hope he doesn't want to make basketball decisions because uh, I, I think uh, I think he's got to let some GMs take care of that kind of stuff. Yeah, after, don't uh, let that after... man be a GM. <laughs> oh my god, after that is not his future. <laughs> It's funny too because like yeah, I was gonna say because we always talk at the well, you know, we have our like weekly MJ versus LeBron goat, both terrible GMs, 
like MJ also awful as an executive. Um, it is funny with the Lakers right now, Rich. I don't know if you know how much everybody's really enjoying this. Oh, I know. I mean, we're we're always a villain. Like, I mean, we're so spoiled with all the winning and the the amount of great players that have come through the league that have worn the Lakers uniform. We're like the most hated team, you know, for sure. Like in the NBA, if fans I mean, are everywhere too. Yeah, yeah, our fans are everywhere, so we're annoying because, like, you yeah, know, we're we're going to their home games and you know cheering for the Lakers in their court. Uh, it's just like Yankees, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, same yep. thing like Patriots, cow, like Cowboys or Raiders, you know, Raiders fans, you know, I'm sure everybody just doesn't like those like teams that have won a lot and, you know, have obnoxious fans like us. So, yeah, I, I get it. I totally get like, it. I was on. I'd be so happy if the Celtics were like shambles right now. So <laughs> I, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's the other way around. You're like, God damn it. Um, I was on a staff party. We went uh, off the island to Vancouver to do this big like amusement park thing. And uh, one of the guys from my one of my coworkers looked over at me and he was like, bro, we got to I might buy a Chromecast tonight so I can stream my league pass to the hotel room TV because I got to see the Lakers lose again. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Like people are giddy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like you're describing the whole Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, there must be a lot of LA haters in Sacramento. And then the Kings, they look good on paper this year. They come out just shitting their pants again, too. How's the community <laughs> taking it, Davey? They, they actually seem pretty optimistic, to be honest. Like some of the media, they've been, you know, like even the Kings, uh, you know, media personnel, they always been kind of joking and negative about what King's doing and like uh, there's no hope but um, even after all of these games all these losses they're still pretty optimistic they still think that you know the season's early right and you can look back on the games that they lost right they lost to Portland Trailblazers which is you know Portland Trailblazers is hot right now Dame is on a revenge tour where he's literally killing every team that he come across which, you know, it's understandable. Like, people would have think that our board is going to go shit. But, you know, they, they're, they're a good team. Leading by Dane. Um, so, you know, they lost to Portland in the first game, which is understandable. All the other game they lost is to strong teams. There's no, hasn't been really a shitty team, really. So, I still optimistic about things, to be honest. And I really think that Keegan Murray is, 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 is him. He's going to be or star in about two years. And, yeah. Dame is ripping everybody. Dame ripped the Lakers in that game the other night real bad, too. I think he got injured, though. I think he's out for another a week or two now. So hopefully he can stay healthy because it was, like you said, looking like the Dame revenge tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, everybody writing him off. Like everybody writing Portland off at the beginning of the season, I'm 100% guilty of that. I was just like, I was like, oh man, now because Portland's kind of going down, Kings have a chance to get their number eight spot. I was saying that, but you know, Dame is Dame. I always believe in Dame can carry this team. Um, he will just kind of even his football, he will just kind of carry this whole team through to the playoffs if he's healthy. <laughs> Um, speaking of 
League Pass. We discussed that earlier. Um, I don't know if anybody saw the tweet going around today that we are giving away a League Pass because of our man P. Tokyo here. He said, hey, I want someone from the Wolfpack who listens to the Wolf Den or follows us to give away a League Pass. Um, so I'm just going to announce it right now. At the Lion, you're listening down below, brother. You've been here since the first second I turned this on when it was just me and you talking. Uh, you just want a League Pass subscription for a year. Throw up an emoji. I might even bring you up here. You can talk to Rich. Rich, you did the burning challenge, and we're like, yeah, that's fun to do, and then I'll give it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think it's like, fun. Oh, it was a fun challenge to do. Yeah, like, I, I'm happy the burning's happening, and uh, we're getting this under control, and then I realized, like, I have, already have League Something happened. Yeah, you're back. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll stop talking. Anyways, at the lion, congrats. Uh, I need to send you a send you the code somehow. So I'll probably just uh, copy paste it and send it to you, or I can just forward you the whole email because I don't know if there's like some sort of special instructions with it. Um, so just I, let me know. DM me. I f- I found it pretty simple. I know a mod struggled a bit on it. Um, but yeah, you just went to make an account. You put the the code in the promo code thing, and it should just uh, should just immediately uh, zap into your league pass for a year. So but thanks for responding. Like, it's not like I'm uh, unable to work with technology. It's because like I have I got league pass last year through Apple ID. I think Yams had the same situation. So it's some finicky thing about that. Um, but I might just set up a different email so yeah that might work a little easier yeah one piece of advice i have about league pass is that it really matters where you sign up and the reason being is like i use my like roku tv and i just you know sign up as an app through the app and um so now i can use it but i can only use it through the app but i have like a streaming service like youtube tv and i can't use it in the youtube tv so like if there are games that are airing at ESPN, I have to click out of the NBA League Pass and go to ESPN on the YouTube TV. So I think I like, go in and out and in and out and in and out. So it's really annoying. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know that. So if you have any sort of streaming service that you have, just sign up through there. It's a lot easier, you know? Um, and, you know, so I was just like, you know what? I, you know, I'm just, just passing that along because, like, I could not transfer my uh my league pass to my youtube id just it was really annoying that's a good tip thank you also speaking of which my g's down there um guess what they have done this week they uh as the portland top shot community have onboarded terry porter to Oh, really? How did they get Terry Porter on there? Mike, you come up and tell us about this if you want. Mike just heard us talking about Dame and the Trailblazers, and then all of a sudden he showed up, eh? Like it wasn't but two two minutes ago. Um, Davey, do you know where they met Terry Porter? Uh, I believe it's through an event that they did. Uh, Community event, they had Terry Porter come through. Actually, you're right. That was last week because we had... um, 
Blazers fan who works with Dapper was on the show at the start, and he was headed to the event to meet Terry Porter and them. Yeah, that was it. And then these guys were following up, and Terry Porter is really intrigued about Top Shot. And these guys were trying to find the right person to link them up. And um, they find the right person. And um, now Terry Porter is probably on the platform. going to show up as a certified, ball, uh, certified baller soon. So that's exciting, having like retired NBA ballers coming. Yeah, totally. Good time to come, too. Prices are nice and cheap. What's what's the thing you've any of you guys have bought recently on Top Shot because you're like, man, these prices are so cheap. I gotta buy that, bro. I've... I I got something for you. I just my um, offer my my offer has been accepted for a All Star Steph Curry reward moment. Oh my god, I'm so stoked! I just literally put on the price that I had in mind. Just like, oh yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. I got nothing to lose. I'm gonna offer that price anyways, and if somebody get it. Uh, you know, somebody somebody wants to sell it and sell it to me. That's awesome. And I think I just bought the cheapest one on the whole platform. Um, I think my my the price that was being accepted was the lowest price ever for that moment. I think. Nice. I mean, it's an all star moment, so it's not from a real basketball game, but still cool. <laughs> Come on, man! I love the all star <laughs> moment. I know you. You mentioned this today. You're a big all-star set guy. Well, I'm, I'm not big all-star set guy. I haven't even completed one set. I can't call myself that. I'm just, you know, like, I, I always watch all-star every single year, regardless whether it's shit or not. I still watch it because, you know, to me, it's kind of like having be able to see all these NBA superstars all playing together, having fun. Like, like they, they're genuinely having fun um, on those events. But you can tell they're all relaxed. Nobody's kind of like... You know, trying to try each other. Yeah, yeah. No and one's also, playing hard. Well, absolutely. Uh, I mean, <laughs> just fucking yeah. You know, you know, like sometimes you see some highlights you don't normally see in the NBA game, right? Like the Steph moment, the All Star moment is so important that that the All Star moment is Steph. And also one of my other favorites, obviously, CP 3s Ali uh, Root, Steph Curry. Like that was the 2001 one where uh, Steph Curry sent him an Ali I think that was the only dunk. Uh, Chris Paul moment in, out of the whole platform. So I thought that was one of my favorite Chris Paul moments. And two, maybe one day if they um, decide to do a runner back from Chris Paul when he was in New Orleans and dunk on Dwight Howard, that moment would be epic. And I'll definitely get those moments. Tim, I'll piggyback on you. I, I just saw the Tim Duncan All-Star moment, the legendary one. And it's the one where Kevin Garnett and the All Star Game passes it back to Kevin uh, to Tim Duncan, and he like yams it on. Uh, I think it was Alonzo Mourning, and I was just like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Just like watching the moment, I was just like, "Oh, that," because I never really like dug into the All Star Tim Duncan moment because I was like, "All right, whatever." It's like super expensive. I don't, I don't want to really even look at it. And then somebody bought it on Live Token, and you could just like click on it, right? So I was like, "Oh, somebody bought this. So let's check it out." I've never seen it. Clicked on it. I looked at it. And I was like. Oh, Tim Duncan! Hello, just dunking on uh, Alonzo, and then KG is just like got the biggest smile on his face, and he like he, as they're running back on defense, he's just like smacking Tim Duncan's butt, and like everybody's all excited. They're both like 
lat like smiling and it was just like oh that's a that's a cool cool fun moment i you know like it's 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 different you know to see tim duncan that way you know you know what i mean so i'll piggyback on that i I agree with you yeah that's exactly why i love all-star moments because these are some of the moments you don't usually get in the games and you definitely not going to see them play off where everybody's laughing enjoying themselves and those special moments when you have like supposedly your arch enemy cheering for you and high-fiving you you know like those those moments um you know what makes me happy to watch so i am um, i i like those all-star moments and i hope they keep releasing some of those cool moments i'm pretty sure they will it's pretty amazing in general, kind of like what Rich was saying that after you know a few years of this product, you can still find these little hidden gems everywhere. Uh, you know, you're like, I never did watch that moment. Like, oh my god, that's sick! Like, it's uh, as we all talk about supply, supply, which is obviously has a lot of truth to it. But it is pretty cool how robust it is now, where there's all these little hidden gems and you know, sweet little moments you can find. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Completely- Completely for the love of basketball, not really for oh, how much time moments gonna cost, right? Yeah, I think that's what I, uh, one thing I do agree with. Like um, maybe the blessing in disguise about the prices being more accessible and affordable um, is that you know be less stressed about where what your value of the moment is and more excited about the product itself and enjoy the product itself, you know talk to collectors like I mean even the old school collectors where it's like hey you know I, I like had no interest in any of the playoff moments of the S1 like not really like I'm like they're super expensive and they're just playoff moments and like I'm like oh, you know I don't care but you know like somebody like iRacer was like oh did you ever see that Jamal Murray playoff moment where he does that crazy like scoop layup and I was like no I never really took a look at that like take a look at it. I'm like wow that's I remember that play in the playoffs against the Lakers, and but like I just didn't even realize it's a moment. So like, like that's kind of cool to be able to just talk about like the different moments on the platform, not irrespective of how scarce it is, how rare it is, how you know expensive it is, or you know what the floor like is. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like you actually enjoy the product. You, you know what I mean? Or like whether it's going to be a bottleneck or in a challenge soon. Um, so you know that's. That's what I appreciate probably the most about it. And about the video moments themselves versus just static cards is, is like it kind of brings you back to that exact moment, that time in your life that you remember. If you're a fan, you're like, that is awesome. Like that Vince Carter dunk moment. It's like, oh, my God, I remember that. You know, like I remember Shaq's face with the camcorder. I remember this. Like that's epic, you know, like. That's the kind of stuff that I really like enjoy um, versus like uh, getting in the weeds um, with all the, you know, specking and all this other stuff, which is fun in its own right. But, but like for me, it's more about the product. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree too. It's been nice with these low prices. I've been able to get a few of those, not grail moments, but I'd been putting off buying some of the S1 Raptors because I've, for a long time been on the like this shit's overpriced and then all of a sudden be like oh i can get that siakam tsd for like 70 bucks shit okay and kind of knocked off a lot of s1 raptors lately where it's just moments i wanted to own i don't care if they go up or down but i just you know and now there's no hype on owning a team so it's not like a 
an inflation on these moments for no reason. It's been nice actually being able to buy some of the stuff I love and feeling feeling a little happier doing that. Yeah, I think that's healthy. I think one thing is uh, that I like is the showcases. I kind of wish that those would come back a bit because then it kind of gives you a reason to watch the moments and put put them together. And uh, yeah, I have a goal of I want to make more. So I'm kind of if you, anybody has any ideas for showcases, send uh, hit me up in my DMs. I I love the idea of the showcase, but the, it's just not. I don't like that you have to watch the whole moment in between. You know, like um, I feel Music. like there's gonna be somebody makes an editor exactly we've said that before with steve on here we're like if we could put our own music on it but if there was one where you could like clip them together how you wanted to you know you could make like two minute video with 30 moment highlights in your own little tune now that's when this shit would be awesome you might be onto something there because that's that's a genius idea and and you know like that's that's the thing like what makes this platform different to other platforms that you know some of the other so rare whatsoever you can't really make it into a highlight rule where if you have a platform allow you to make it into a highlight rule that you want and your own mixtape that's a game changer yeah and like a mixtape that's so basketball style yeah sorry rich yeah yeah like that's what i was like i had that idea too um i was thinking how to make it possible I, i was wondering like like totally off the wall like hey what if dapper contacted Shopify and anybody who has a Shopify account, like who has a paid Shopify account, you can like connect to it through the Top Shop platform and do something like what you guys are talking about. Can I remix my own moment? Can or can I mix like four moments together that I really like and put my own soundtrack on it? And can I use like something like Shopify, which we would basically give you the license rights to do that kind of stuff? Is that possible? Like something like that would be amazing. I think that would be because that makes that NFT yours and you could, you know, you could actually, you don't have to actually put the music on chain and be like, oh, this is my rifle. Like you can put it in the TS platform, make the mix and have the, the music being licensed from Shopify itself, you know, uh, like something like that would be really cool. And like, I think that'd be really fun for like collectors to do and some sort of value add rather than, you know, having the same, you know, the same moment with no sound, you know what I mean? Totally. Um, I think that that's exactly what it needs to, to go somewhere. And, you know, they've said, Jane said that one time she thought the apps that go with it from the third party would be what sort of brings it to the next level. And I think those are the kind of ideas that need to happen. You know, like she described it as it's the app store and the other people make all the apps for the product. So it's like, yeah, once someone gets maybe some little fancy editors, a little easier to cast you know i want to be able to make that thing and cast it to any tv immediately in my house all that sort of stuff you know what do you guys think of the idea if you made a showcase um say a four moments and you put music on it and it's a certain theme uh be it a player team or like a move um and then you could like maybe meld them or melt them together and make one overall nft so they're like attached forever and then sell that nft so it's sort of like you're being able to create with your moments um and remix like those n1 mixtape type thing but now you're selling it as a as an nft plus it's sort of reducing supply in a, in a way because then those individual moments become more scarce 
I think if you're selling reselling it, it would get very complicated with NBA footage. Um, but the idea is great. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. We always have like this in the back of our mind. Oh, there's some legal reason they can't do something, but I, I think that's made up as well. We're just speculating. Well, oh, so we don't actually own the video. We only own the metadata attached to the moment. So if, that would uh, be part of it. So if we don't own the video, we can't sell the video. But what if the 5% is still attached, like, as usual, no change? It's whether I'm selling four moments individually or as a package, you know, what difference does it make to them? Maybe if it was back on the platform, yeah. And, and if I'm bringing value to those moments and making it able to sell for more than they would individually then they're getting more of a 5% cut. Why not? You know, don't they want mm -hmm. the, these, uh, you know, this content to be more valuable? Yeah. If they had like a remix know. your moment program, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Just something to do with your moments outside of like buying and selling uh, and whatnot and kind of give you a reason to watch the moments and maybe uh, people who are maybe better at, you know, making the showcases or curating the content and putting on the right music will, you know, be able to benefit and kind of fuels the creators as well. I think any time you can get people making like creative choices like that, it's totally exactly what you'd want to do. Like even look at what, you know, licensing music through TikTok has made TikTok music video things so fucking popular, right? Um, like they need something like that where you can remix it, put your own tunes on it, put it on TikTok, you know, just to take it to the next level. Absolutely. But I heard earlier, I think, was it Davey? He said the dirty word, so rare. Are we allowed to say so rare in this? Oh, spaces? yeah, you can say it. Tell us about it. You've been playing. Tell yeah. Richard why Richard should get involved in so rare. I've been uh, inundating. Him <laughs> Richard loves to lose to money. To. I have nobody else to talk to about it, so I'm just inundating him with these long messages. I'm sure when he's busy, but um, but no, I think it's fascinating. I think off the top, I'll say I I love Top Shot, but I also love the NBA, and so this is another way to engage with the sport. And I think they both can survive um, in terms of as long as like they're both trying to grow the user base. I think it could be a good thing overall, but it's very interesting. Um, I don't know. Have you checked it out at all, Wolf? Or are you familiar with any of the dynamics? Yeah, I did. I made an account and got my like free pack or whatever and made a lineup. Or, or I haven't been too engaged with it, but I did sniff around it for sure. Yeah, like it, I think one thing that I think LG had a really good thread the other day. I don't know if you saw that, but he kind of talks about the different positives. And I think there's things that Top Shot can learn from it. But one of the best things is like the, the kind of dynamics are pretty much set. Like you kind of, they have a standard kind of system and it's very much fantasy. So if you're into DFS and you're into fantasy, then it might be something you'd be interested in. Um, but yeah, I don't know like where to start. There's a lot there. There's different games where there's a salary cap. So you have to build your roster um, with a different salary cap. And so the salary cap is the player's 10 game average. 
Um, and so usually you have to get up to 110 or 120. So it's a bit of an interesting dynamic because you can't just load it up with all stars. You have to really be careful. If you're going to put Luca in and he has 60, 55 salary cap, then you need to basically fill in the rest with scrubs. So there's different strategies, go stars and scrubs, or you go like everybody, the five guys who are kind of middle of the road, 20, 25. Um, but it's, it's pretty engaging and, uh, and yeah, I think there's a lot of different competitions and they're adding more competitions now. They have auctions like kind of happening nonstop. And it's incredible to see that like people are bidding on basically every minute there's like five auctions or more, like five or six auctions ending. And mo there's multiple bids and people are snapping these up. So it, it, in one way, it kind of gives me some hope for Top Shot that there's money out there for like NFT, NBA products for sure. But I, I do like one thing that I think Rich has really brought this up with Top Shot and other people have as well with the flash challenges. I think the dynamic would totally flip if you could set your lineup in advance and then then you can kind of sit back and enjoy the night instead of having to chase it all night long. Um, but I don't know if that's kind of part of a fantasy license that, you know, so, so rare has now. And that's a limiting factor. I think there's no limit to what third parties apparently could do. And I think that's a huge opportunity for somebody to, like, I feel like you could almost take the so rare kind of uh, game mechanics and apply it exactly to Top Shot moments if you wanted um, and have the same game, but on, like, you know, open, on the moment or whatever, on moment ranks. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, the, there's a lot of different points um, that are different and, I think the being able to set it in advance changes the dynamic um, and kind of the up and down of the market. And also something very unique about so rare is that um, it's that engagement where you don't really have to put any money in the platform. You still be able to enjoy and play the platform and you still get reward for it, which is quite important for, um, for actually, you know, onboarding people, right? Like, uh, yeah. like you said, you know, like, like you, you can't actually sell those moments so that you eliminate the part where people come in with, like, the extractor, so-called. Um, so you can't sell the common moments, right? So, so you can play the game, and you, you can still earn moments and earn rewards and all that stuff. It's just that you can't sell it, which will kind of keep people engaged a little bit uh, without having too many flippers and, and trying to flip moments and all that stuff. Right, like people will still play the game regardless whether they're gonna sell or not, and which is giving you know it's a good it's a good way for engagement. Um, and then and then later on you wanna okay I want to get some rare rewards now I need to get some rare moments then you buy the rare moments, which is which is kind of cool. Um, and I think it's healthy for so rare as a product to come out like this. Um, and Top Shop. You know, if you can kind of give Top Shot a little bit of pressure, will force them to kind of uh, step up the game a little bit, um, hopefully. So, yeah, I think it's, it's good. It's a good positive sign. Have you guys tried AI Sports? I mean, AI Sports is also like a fantasy, but you need to have the moments of the players. It's, I mean, it's not as big as how moment ranks pay out the players, but I think I've got like twelve dollar dapper credits already. 
Yeah, I've been playing it as well when I'm yeah when I've, I've forgot a couple day times. I've won four dollars, so you're crushing me with your twelve. Um, but so are the moments on you can only use moments that you own, I or is it that you just need to be a moment holder and then you're eligible to be in this game? I wasn't sure about that piece. I wasn't. Sure. I'm not sure about that as well. But I think you can. You just need to have a moment that. You basically own and it's gonna work out because I think I played a Cade Cunningham the other week and it still counted when I don't really have a Cade Cunningham moment yeah, in my opinion. Thing. And that's the thing about it. It's almost like you need to just own one moment to be eligible for this free contest. Then you can pick whatever player you want. But I think what so rare does is that you need to have the cards. You have to have the card, and plus, if yeah. you're in, if you're entering five lineups and you only have one Luca, you can only use Luca once unless you get five Lucas, right? So I think that's the the that's the factor where if you have actually have to use the card for a given contest, um, it's a feature I like. So I have been doing AI sports, but I haven't seen them do that type of a thing. So mm. I don't know really wait. know what the point of this website is then. Wait a minute. You can use five Lucas for what they call this? For no I'm saying there's different companies. So yeah, so so rare there's like a common contender where you have to enter five cards. That's the free free cards. Yeah yeah. And then there's a common champion five cards and then limited contender they just activated a limited champion where you can use limited moments, but you could potentially win rare moments, which is interesting. That's first off, uh, first time next week. And then there's a rare contender. There's going to be rare champion. So if you have one Luca, you can only use Luke, that Luca in one of the contests. Ah, uh, so you need to have like five different Lucas. What, yeah. what I, what, what I picked up from Which what you said earlier was like, if you have like five common contender Lucas, you can put that as a team. But although I do realize no. there's a salary cap as well, so you might yeah, not I mean, be able to even use a Luca for five times in the same team. Yeah, and the scoring system is similar to like a fantasy uh, where it's like equated to a point. So it's like three points for uh, they have a whole like how to play thing, but it's three points for steals and blocks. And then here, I'll just bring it up here. One point, it's a, a point is a point. A rebound is 1.2. Assist is 1.5. Block yeah. is three. Steal is three. Turnover is minus two. So Russell Westbrook, watch out. Uh, made three is a one. And then double-double is one and triple-double is one. So I think the guys who get the blocks and steals can be um, kind of valuable. Um, but yeah, um, that's kind of the scoring system. But the thing, the nice thing is they can create more and more contests. And if you go to like the so rare football, like soccer, and you look at the play, whereas NBA only has like five, the soccer one, the football one has like 30 of them. So it's like, um, and there's a bunch of them, a majority of them are cash games. So that's the other thing too, with, I'm not sure if it's an NBA thing, but if Top Shot could reward with Flow, and so Rare could reward you with ETH, would be pretty cool. Because I kind of come from fantasy, that's why I like the NFTs, but I like 
the fact with the NFTs is now that I have that card, I can use that player, you know, technically forever. Um, so anyways, I, I've been enjoying it. Uh, don't want to co-opt the whole thing, uh, but there's a lot of different points to, to discuss. And, oh, I like the this. The interesting thing with the marketing too, is they went to all the top shot content creators and gave them all promo codes and, and whatnot. So it's pretty smart. Um, but yeah, maybe I should bring up that LG LG one. Another thing too is like you, so there's basically two, there's a seven days, Monday to Thursday is one game week and then Friday to Sunday is another game week. So this game week just locked a few hours ago. And I think that in terms of the market dynamics, basically Monday to Thursday, the guys who have like a low um, cap or av- 10 game average that who just got into the starting lineup type thing um, are kind of undervalued right now. So you want to kind of get those guys and they might be more valuable, but you have four days to build your lineup and then it might have a rush of pricing for desirable players um, right before you'd lock, but then you have another three days to set the lineup. So it's, it's a, a little bit more balanced, I think in terms of the market up and down versus, and I'm like, I hate to compare it to top shot, but you know, this is a reality. Uh, but with Top Shot, um, you know, if somebody has a hot first half and you think they're going to get 20 rebounds and be first in rebounds, so you want to go buy that rare. But then by Sunday, so that it, it shoots up in price, it's expensive. But then tomorrow, somebody else comes out and has a huge game. Boom, it craters. So it's like if you weren't paying attention, like you're screwed because the value dropped like crazy, right? And so it's like you have to really be dialed in Whereas with the way that the so rare dynamic is where you're picking in advance, you're locking in advance. Um, and maybe that's what Top Shot should use is use the locking more where you need to lock in advance for your, for those moments to be eligible for the challenge um, type thing. But with, yeah, so then a crater. So it's very volatile on a nightly basis. Whereas with this, it's sort of volatile on a four or three day basis and it's also based on like projections. Like Nick Richards, for example, is a center on Charlotte and I think second year player. Um, and he had a couple of double doubles out of nowhere, but his cap was only 10. And he's been hitting like 30 points, 40 points. So um, so he's kind of more, he, he's actually more pricey on the secondary market and on the auctions, even though he's not necessarily an amazing player, but it's because he's valuable in terms of his cap hit. Um, so he, he was more expensive Monday to Thursday, but it's, yeah, it's kind of balanced, um, more balanced that way. So now why would I play so rare instead of just fantasy basketball? Yeah. Like I a think fan that's duel a or DraftKings. Yeah, that's definitely, to be honest, I haven't, I'm more of a season long fantasy guy. I haven't played the DFS much or at all. So I don't, I don't really know, but I just like the idea of sort of owning that player um, and being able and, and kind of using my collection, my game pieces um, to be able to to enter the lineup and have an advantage based on the assets I have rather than just skill. Uh, there's always going to be skill uh, involved as well, but um, yeah, I'm not sure other people's thoughts on that. I don't know yet. I'm thinking um, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to take. I'm going to probably buy some limited cards and uh, enter. Start entering next week. 
um, just to see what it's like and get experience. I, I have played some of the common ones. Um, DFS is usually just that slate that day, and this is a little different where it's like a whole weekend or it's a, it's a series of games, and it's based on the average of those, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but No, yeah, it's based I, on the best game. It's like best ball. So if they have oh, two best games, ball. Okay. Gotcha. it's like the best score out of the two. So that's why you want like high volatility guys who basically like have 10 fantasy points usually, but then all of a sudden they're going to pop and get you 40. Right, like on a back-to-back where they're like the star is out, and then that yeah. bench player gets to play to start instead of uh, coming off the bench. So that makes sense. Okay, so you get your best score. And then your salary cap is based on, like, your last 10-game average, right? So how many mm-hmm. score points you scored on average in the last 10 games that you played, that's your salary cap. So that salary yeah. cap can change constantly, right? Well, it changes, like, when the new uh, week locks, like the one for this weekend locked a few hours ago they update the 10-game average. Uh, But there's some nuances, like the rookies right now, because they don't have any games, they're actually like zero. So they're kind of like Keegan Murray. I was listening to a podcast because I didn't uh, play the first week. But um, Keegan Murray apparently was like going for like $200, $250, the same price as like Luca, just because he had like a zero cap hit, but he could get you 30 points. Um. But so that's kind of the dynamic that kind of comes up. So, yeah, it's um, but at the same time, like there's different types of games. So with the cap hit of 110 in that's for the contender matchups for for the champion matchups, you actually have one MVP player like Giannis or Luca who doesn't count against the cap. So they you want the kind of stud players for those and then you can divide up the 120 between four players. So you can really have like a stacked lineup. And the interesting thing about how they have just a bunch of different challenges and you can use whatever cards into different ones, they could add more of these challenges and maybe have like a no cap one. You know, it kind of gives them a lot of option optionality that way. Yeah, I think one benefit to that also is that since it is a scoring system, like the most expensive cards are usually going to be the most, like the players that are the best like at least on a stat basis, right? So I have seen, like, I've been checking out the auctions on, I think what the one-of-one Giannis went for like $20,000 or $19,000. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah. some of these cards are going for a lot of money. Um, and I heard that some soccer cards have gone for six figures um, in the game. And um, I listened to the podcast, uh, Bankless podcast, where, I think the CEO came on and because of the soccer is such a, you know, big sport, like they've been able to have 2 million account signups and um, on a monthly basis, he estimates their active accounts around 500,000. And that's basically mostly the soccer platform and then baseball and basketball just, you know, kind of came on. So there's a lot of potential there. Um, which is, you know, interesting. And it kind of gives you a different business model to look at where it's like, okay, this is gamification. This is like TFS, a little bit different. This has cards. I think TS moments are a hundred times better on a collectible sense, but maybe, you know, 
the game itself is so simple and understandable. And it, it also, I, I think that my biggest issue with the TS game is that it's like 24 seven. It's, it's not like, it's not like a game like this where it's like, I just buy my cards and I set my lineup and then I just get to watch games all weekend. Right. Cause it's already set and I'm done. I get to root for whatever I, I set up as my lineup. Whereas in TS, it's more like I'm watching these games and then I'm like, okay, it's halftime. Who has the most rebounds? Oh, wow. This guy has the most rebounds. He, he's, I got three of them. Where, what price do I put it at? So I'm in the middle of halftime trying to figure out when to dump my moment or whether to keep it and use it in a challenge. And then, oh, wait, no, there's somebody else that's coming along. Now I got to find somebody else and do that again. Oh, no, wait, there's another guy who just came out of nowhere in the fourth quarter. They're going to overtime and, so it's kind of like I'm actually spending half my time looking at at Top Shot Marketplace rather than watching basketball. Like it's kind of weird, right? Like I I just don't feel like that's just like very sustainable. So I'm just like trying to figure out like, hey, can we take some of this so rare and, and bring it over to Top Shot because I like the moments better, I like the collectible side better, and can, is there a way to like meld these two ideas together and make something awesome? You know, so I'm, I'm always trying to keep an open mind to this stuff. And I think, I think so rare made it simple, pretty accessible and, you know, pretty understandable to use and um, a lot less maintenance. And so I think they're onto something. Yeah. And I think uh, like Rich, isn't it the whole setting your lineup in advance versus the flash challenge kind of after the fact, I feel like that's the game changer. And yeah. I don't know if they have like the fantasy license with Top Shot, so that might be why they can't do that. But um, why not have it where you need to have locked the moment in advance or something? I don't know. Um, but uh, locking for a whole year just to play like a speculative game that you hope is going to hit is also kind of a tough, tough draw. But or are we just hoping that like AI Sports or OTM? develops a fantasy game that's super engaging but i don't know it's tough to like rely on like a third party i, I think that um so rare sort of mimicking that like dfs game is key because moment ranks kind of tries to do that but the rules are like really whack you know what i mean like i you do a block and it's a rare so it's like 1.5 of his 10 day average and like honestly I, I find myself good at these games I still haven't figured out the rules to the point where I stop playing and like the salary cap style of just it, it just makes more sense where the, the set and set your lineup just is a lot more fun than moment ranks where you're kind of looking at these weird statistical things they're trying to go for you know yeah and it levels the playing field if you have a salary cap, so you can't just go buy all the best cards. But at the same time, the nice thing with, as I said again, like that they can have a new competition where they have a separate competition for the, the whales. And they're kind of in their own pond. Even now, like the super rare champion, you have to have, I think, three uh, super rare cards in there, which is like pretty expensive. They're all going for like thousands. But I'm looking... Um, oh, this is for next week, but but yeah, but then you can win those super rare cards potentially. So they, I think the the way that it's set up, and if you go and look at the NBA game, the MLB game, the football, the drop down menu on the side is the same for each one. Like I think they just have like a formula. This is 
this is it and and that's how it's going to be but then they can add variability with different competitions where you can use your cards in um so yeah i find and i think it's also the game set whereas top shot a lot of us users have been through variations of top shot right um so i, I don't know i think i think top shot should be like have users on so rare right now in my opinion and try to take whatever lessons they can take to kind of make things engaging i know it's fantasy so it's different for sure i think the moment is way better but maybe that's why they need to learn lean into the the booth or a kiosk in real life because maybe the catch with top shot is like i was at that game i saw that dunk i I jumped out of my seat when i saw it i want that as a collectible as a like a, a keepsake a memory in my collection of what game I went to. So maybe leaning into that in real life stuff and what is the kind of bread and butter of Top Shot. Um, but I think that, yeah, so rare has kind of found their lane and they're just putting it down into different sports. And it is different. I think the different games like football, I think they don't have a salary cap like at all, apparently. Um, so I think it, it, it's, as a basketball fan, as a fantasy basketball fan, it's pretty exciting. Like it's kind of inter- like it's exciting for me to be like, okay, I'm gonna buy a Paulo Benchero card, and I think he's gonna have a, a stud career. And now I have that card, I can play in a, a lineup now until like forever, basically. And that's what I like about the NFT component versus regular DFS. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, on top of that, like. Like you said, like what we had today with the flash challenge of it being hard and then all of Twitter basically going, great, we're only made like, you know, 10 people happy because it's so hard. What am I going to do all weekend? You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Just watch the <laughs> basketball. Oh, my God. How could I? And I'm like, yeah, but like, so how are we supposed to – break this down like you know we can't make everybody happy with the one flash challenge but like yes you're gonna get your flash challenge next week but i think what makes so rare kind of like a little bit better is that like go we've got limited cards we've got rare cards we've got super rare cards we've got unique cards with these cards you can enter these tournaments right so if you have super rare cards you can enter these tournaments if you have just rare cards you can enter these tournaments if you have limited cards you enter these tournaments they're all going out at the same time so everybody's engaged right Versus a flash challenge where you make these uh, rules of like you have to burn four rares. Well, now it's anybody who's willing to burn four rares is engaged and then nobody else is unless you make three other challenges to kind of like try to hit each segment and trying to do that on a predictive basis, as we've seen from last year's MSFB set is very difficult to be able to target the audience that you want with something that's not, hasn't happened yet, right? And so this is their way of being able to do that. It's like limited or, or comp, like basically common cards. You can play in all the common tournaments with these limited cards. Like rares are, you know, the rare cards, like MGLEs, and you can play any tournament you want with your MGLE cards. So you can engage the entire user base with the same tournaments. They're just different buy-ins, basically. And that's where I'm getting at when I'm like, hey, gamification, fine, but make the game better on TS and make it more engaging to everybody and make it scalable because if a bottleneck hits, guess what? Only like 20, 30, 100 people 
are going to be like either buying on the market or they're just like engaged and everybody's like going, ah, that bull bull uh, rare, he got 15 rebounds today. I'm not going to buy it. It's already at $200. I'm, I'm not engaged on the platform for the whole weekend now because I'm not buying the bull bull. We're done with the challenge. So that's, that's where I have like, that's the kind of stuff that I kind of want to like give feedback to TS about. And like, I don't know if I'm ever, I don't know. I, I, I wish I could just kind of clearly explain that to them and be like, oh, look, this is why I don't think it's scalable. You need to figure out a way so that like these moments are used, but like, they're not like the reason why people can't play at all. Right. Like it has to be some sort of balance here. I just don't, I don't know. We have to turn some sort of dials and try to get this gamification um, set so that more and more users are engaged about it. Right. And so I think taking something that looks like it's working pretty well so far and taking ideas from it is a good idea. It always is. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. Like why not? Like if nothing else to just understand who like your competitor is and, um, obviously like the top shot moment the highlight is like way better you can connect with history um and all that and these are just pictures although uh jimmy butler's uh, picture is quite intriguing it's when he had the uh <laughs> the, full the long hair it's yeah the old dreads and he's you know cut it i guess uh since but that one's a, a little bit of a gem in terms of the image but i think the other thing too is so rare is the supply control and of course i think they're learning from top shots mistakes i'm sure but the the one thing is is that the every player is going to have 5000 limited 1000 rare and like 100 super rare right and then i guess unlimited common um that are the free ones that you can't sell you can just play the game with um so there every player is going to have that from justin jackson to brandon boston to lebron james to giannis there's not bottlenecks like the way that they've organized the supply, that there might be bottlenecks because the way that they're releasing them is not with packs, but these card auctions. And it's not really clear like what cadence they're at. Like some people are at 169 out of 5,000 mint being released. Um, but then others are, you know, at 198. So there's a bit of variability in that regard. Um, and some like rookies don't even have cards, I don't think yet. Uh, but I guess in the long run, this, uh, there's no bottlenecks in individual players. So the price fluctuation is, is dependent on just their change in value based on the game. Um, and so, yeah, it's not, it's the pure gamification. It's not in the collectability. I mean, you never know people, what if people will collect this in 10 years and be like, oh, you have a year one Paulo Benchero. But it's purely the gamification and knows what it is. Um, but I think Top Shot is still always kind of trying to figure out what it is. It's trying to still right the wrongs of the past with the supply. Um, so yeah, I hope they get there. But I think being clear on what the game is with so rare, like you know, Monday to Thursday, you have to enter lineups to get fantasy points, and same thing Friday to Sunday. And there's a cadence to it that we that you know what you're doing. Um, and we've always said Top Shot would be great to have that communication and the clear cadence. Um, but I don't know. It's like you need like a game master to figure things out. 
Anywho, enough about so rare. Okay, anybody, any other comments or questions? That was on good, that? though. That was a good, like, well rounded talk about so rare and the differences of between it and Top Shot, where I think a lot of people have been wondering, and I really like that. Yeah, yeah like, it, it's, um, I, I think for me, I'm, I kind of got, like, you know, um, about 50 limited cards, four rare cards. Um, I'm kind of thinking I need to get some rare card or some better rare cards. One interesting aspect of it, too, is there's something called XP points. So as you use your cards, they, like, start gaining, like, bonus bonuses. So I use, like, a couple of my common cards um, twice, like, so for a whole week. And then I got an extra 0.5% bonus to their fantasy point. Um, so it kind of encourages you to, to use your cards. And they have a trainer function so you should always enter your cards in the trainer even if you've got like the free 20 and you do the common contender common champion you use 10 there right so the other 10 you should enter into the training even even though you won't win anything because it'll start earning these XP hey google points. lights yeah it'll, you'll start earning these xp points and the cards will kind of gain those uh bonuses as i guess they get experience um yeah so I think that's kind of a nice touch too. And that kind of helps the fact that maybe the prices, even if they're high right now, because there's only like 200 limited cards released for each player maximum. So the supply is not out, right? But if you get it early and you start earning those XP points, it's then your you, might, all. you might you have threw those time. cloths in the clean laundry. How can I meet what you? What are you doing? <laughs> But yeah, if you get the, so you start earning the XP points earlier. So not only are you getting like the lower serial numbers, which is a bonus, which is not, which is nice, but you're earning the XP points and kind of gaining a little bit of an edge um, earlier on. So I think that's a nice dynamic that they've balanced with it too. Um, yeah. Would you like guys like it if I asked you about using your noodles? What? <laughs> That's what I said, and I said I asked my wife if she was using her noodles. Um, the one thing I was thinking about uh, before we wrap up for the night for um, burn features. Did any of you guys see the UFC pack drop this week and how they did it? Going to take that as a solid no amongst y'all. Sorry, what was that? I, I this was. In here, no, I, I didn't see that. Wolf, ah, oh, wait, I... you mean the Broke-tober? Yeah, Broke-tober. Yeah, I saw uh, that, but I didn't do it. Yeah, well, I thought that was like one of the more you know, just as we've been talking about all these, you know, Richard's been saying all these levers they could pull that would make it different. I thought that was an interesting way to implement burning with the uh pack drop situation. So they took a snapshot of everybody who had done, I think it was, had burned 20 moments since they started burning moments and uh, automatically are going to drop them a new pack from their new release. And then they have 5,000 packs that you can burn six moments to get a pack up to three packs. So they're not going to sell the packs at all with this new series. It's all burned to get. which I thought was a pretty interesting thing. I was like, ooh, that'd be nice if we saw Top Shot do that and start rewarding people who, 
you know, we were talking about why would you want to burn rares? It'd be cool if they were like, hey, everybody who's burned 10 rares gets put in to this next or gets a free rare pack when it comes out, you know, or something like that. And then burning more to get the packs. It was a really interesting way to to implement this burning tool. Yeah, and then Mike would go all out saying, well, then you're just rewarding people who stock the cheapest moments and so on and so forth, which is totally, uh, does make a point. Yeah, you're always going to reward somebody. And why not reward the people who have a bunch of cheap moments? It's still They still have to burn them to get them, you know what I mean? I just thought it was an interesting one where I was like, ooh, so they're going to put 5,000 new packs on and you got to burn. I think it was like 30,000 moments have to be burned to get those 5,000 packs. I think it's interesting because how are they going to make money, though, if they cancel packs? Well, marketplace percentage royalties. But I think it's basically just how Top Shot just did the locker pops except this one for UFC is straight out burning and locker pops wouldn't be because people still see locker packs as something that doesn't dilute the circulation per se which is also true I'm actually on the UFC site right now thanks thanks Wolf I'm probably going to burn some stuff yeah, there you go. I think there's a few. I think there's some Maybe packs you know. left still too, so you might okay, as cool. well. And then you get a chance at getting uh, the Brock Lesnar Lego, which would be nice. a fun when, one to get. When is this over? Yeah, yeah. The UFC one's interesting. Uh, it's such a smaller engagement, so I feel like they've been they've been able to try sort of some new stuff there without the same pressure as maybe the NBA site has, you know? That's even where these, like, half-and-half, half-hold-it, half-burn-it challenges came from. The hybrid challenges came from the UFC site. But it's an interesting one. I think it's worth burning the six commons to do it. Spine, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Uh, Has anybody else felt, like, just burned out on everything? I mean, I guess I've been maybe kind of focused on playbook, but... I've been less focused on Top Shot and um, at UFC even more so, but I gotta say, I gotta get in there. I feel like I burned enough that I should get a pack, but I gotta burn some more, I guess. I've been burning some rares in the playbook. Uh, that's been cool. Um, just noticed I got the dynamic duo of the Lakers. A certain number on the list give you that for free? Is that top? Dynamic two? duo is top 750. Oh, great. Okay, so I didn't know that until Rosanna. I opened like number 347 or something like that. It's nothing exciting, but uh, fun. I, I don't know if I want to lock it. I guess I'll lock it down to move up a little bit more, but I don't know. It, 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 does anybody else think that locking everything down on Top Shot kind of makes you less involved? I, 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 at least I felt that way, just not feeling as engaged because I just have it on lock for the year. Is that weird? Yeah, no, I don't think that's weird at all. I don't think it's weird to be fatigued either. I mean, especially now with almost every sport running a thing. And even like Ahmad was saying, we've got so rare and all these options. It's it's a lot, you know? 
and um, I've been it's a lot. Fantasy football myself too. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm trying to focus on that. So um, I got my ass handed to me last year because I was so in top shot. So <laughs> this year I'm trying to make that uh, even that out, I guess, or whatnot. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I would say my fantasy football and my hockey pool that I'm in uh, are consume as much time as you know everything else and then by the time i fiddle around with playbook for you know half an hour an hour a couple nights a week then it's not a lot of time left over yeah it's been interesting um i'm still terrible with those stupid picks on pickums on that freaking playbook i don't understand it that's what a mod said too he said he's one for ten it's re- it's really ridiculous it's almost like they're out to get us a mod i've been pretty I think good i gotta i gotta adopt the costanza method do the opposite. That's what I said, and I did it, and it still got me. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple uh, like wonky games on there too. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Like some bad Thursday football yeah. and some bad Monday football. Um, it's a weird NFL season too. You know, there's a lot of three and three teams. You know. How about those Seahawks? Seahawks, so fun. Very interesting. I'm actually it's fine. I'm gonna be going to your beloved Seattle tomorrow for uh, the night. Yes, yes, yes. That's beautiful. Love it. Or are you going to a Funko yeah. Pop store? Yeah, we're gonna to go to Everett to the Funko Pop headquarters. Uh, how many? How many do you have? Uh, well, it's Francis's collection. Uh, sure, it's not sure, mine. Sure. I have what zero. Is, You're getting that? married in a few weeks. It's yours <laughs> too. It's half yours. Whatever. I think. We're close to the 300 mark. That's it? Yeah, maybe. I was guessing 1,000. But when you're in the physical world, though, it's a lot more of a burden. I don't know where they're going to go. We need to get more display stuff going on. Um, But, yeah, we just love going to, like, go to Chick-fil-A tomorrow. We don't have that up in Canada. Got to make sure to go tomorrow on the Saturday. We're very clear about that. We gotta go, we're going to go Shake Shack. I was going to maybe go to a Seattle Kraken hockey game because uh, Sidney Crosby's in town, but it might be a bit too hectic uh, to do all that. Um, but, yeah. Are the Seahawks playing, actually, on Sunday in Seattle? They play on Sunday. Yeah, the New York Giants are in town. Yeah, it's at home game. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yes. Probably tough to get in because the Giants fans will be coming out of the woodwork this year. So, Spine, where's your favorite spot in uh, Seattle? Oh, my God. It's, honestly, I don't have any spots anymore. Everything has changed over. Uh, you'll, you'll find something down there. I, make sure you're going to the, um, the Pike Place Market and checking all that out. And uh, they've got a life. That's the most touristy recommendation. You're supposed to throw to some off-the-grid shit. Uh, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. I Google it down there there's a if uh, you can find purple cafe i go there yeah we usually like uh going to bellevue it's nice bellevue's and, great uh, too. Uh, yeah. are you staying in seattle or are you staying in bellevue we're gonna stay in bellevue uh, right beside the chick-fil-a <laughs> <laughs> uh everything has uh, grown a lot since i was there on the regular and making my rounds so i, I honestly i'm a more of an la guy now so uh, I, would, I couldn't give you the big recommendations. If you like wow. wine bars, there's a purple cafe. 
trying to. You probably don't. You probably don't even own an umbrella anymore. I, She's gone soft. No, my gal does. She's Julia's got. She's got them ready for. It. I don't know why. I like to go out in the rain and just enjoy it. I don't. I don't. When you're from Seattle, you don't really need them. It's, it's not yeah, a, for sure. It is getting to be umbrella season down here, I'll tell you. Uh, I went to the Chargers game last week. That was a great, great time. Uh, Chargers Seahawks. Um, <clears throat> checked out the tailgating, the game. Uh, ran into some people I knew from my high school, funny enough. And, uh, yeah, and they won. So I got to, like, really, you know, not be heckled on the way out. So that's always a plus. And you didn't get in a fight. I didn't get in a fight, but boy, oh boy, I was drunk. I was <laughs> on one, man. <laughs> we Ubered in there, and uh, we had had, like, they live, my brother-in-law lives pretty close, and we had some shots and drew beers before we left, and we Ubered in there. And then, like, these in the tailgate, they got guys selling stuff. Um, so you can take Venmo now. These guys are taking Venmo. So we got shots here and beers here, and then, you know, I ate some, and that kind of helped clear my head a little bit. But, you know, you have another beer, and boy, I was, yeah, my head was up there. It was, man, yeah, Vegas, Vegas vibes, Wolf. So, oh, I love that. Yeah, it was good. We stayed pretty good. We ate enough to, to stay sober. Yeah, so Not sober, was, but. Maybe it was a little bit more than Vegas vibes, so I, I went hard on that game, but, you know. It was good. That stadium is beautiful. I know uh, Ahmad knows that. Has anybody else been to that stadium? Richard? Richard has for sure. The Seahawks stadium? No, no, oh, no. no, no. So far. So far. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I was distracted. Um, oh, you, yeah, yeah. I went you, to. I went there with Ahmad. You both went. What else I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Telling me. I was just the picture flashed in my head. And you were yeah, the only we got to meet Orlando Pace. Yeah, I remember the picture. Thank you. Yeah, I, awesome. saw, I saw I Roger got, Goodell in the elevator. I didn't, I, get, I didn't get the invite. Richard will be. <laughs> I, I was the plus one. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, guys. I snuck in there my, somehow. My name wasn't even like thrown into the hat. It wasn't even like pulling out of the hat. I'd have taken your spine. I'd have taken you. <laughs> if it means anything. So I got tickets, I think I told you guys, to go to the Lakers. I won Lakers suite tickets from the captains. And uh, I said, I'm going to take Big Native because Big Native and I wanted to catch a game. And he's an L.A. guy. And then this Big Native wins tickets. So now I'm like, okay. I mean, he invited me to be his plus one, but I was going to the Chargers-Seahawks game. So I kind of missed out. But it should be good to to meet up with him, hook up with another Top Shot guy when we go to the suites. So I can't complain. I'm getting my sporting events in lately. It's been feeling good. My fantasy football team is 6-1. and one. Not that anyone cares, but thank you. And you're going to come meet oh, a bunch wow. of Raptors and Blazers fans, fine. Yeah, what's the date on that again? January? January 28th. Uh, here's a question for you. So I'm going to the Lakers game. I want to buy a jersey. Should I buy, a, since I'm a Sonics guy, a Gary Payton old school Lakers jersey? Or do I go with Kobe Bryant because we have the same birthday? Kobe. I have a Gary Payton LA Lakers Nike jersey when he was playing for Lakers. I bought Kobe. 
Kev, you, you'll vote with anything I'm going votes for. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I can't blame you. I like the tenacity Kobe has. Fair enough. Yeah, you don't want to wear a Gary Payton Lakers jersey. What about I a Westbrook jersey? No. Just I'm for the fun of it. If you said Peyton Sonic jersey or Kobe, I would have said Peyton. But yeah, the Peyton Sonic jersey is awesome. That would be great. Yeah, that would have Lakers, been uh, game, It's a Lakers, not Lakers game. game. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Is that legal? Yeah, I know. So Kobe, I'm thinking about. I'm, okay, fair. I'm thinking about also taking off the jersey right before um, the picture and having Wolfpack shirt on. Thoughts? Absolutely rock the wolf pack. And then have underneath have a showtime your Lakers I have that on captain. I have that I see I already have that. I got that too. Layer it. Do I do showtime yeah. for the picture or do I do a wolf pack? <laughs> I think wolf pack because other people are gonna have showtime. You wanna stick out, right? Kind of. Me? Should stick out? <laughs> no. Would not want to do that. Um what is the other thing? Uh, oh yeah, the other oh. thing is fine. Yes. What what number Kobe are you gonna wear? Twenty four eight. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the twenty four. I like the eight, but twenty four is when he kind of really became that Mamba. I saw a, a black a black Lakers jersey that's uh, was twenty four. Looked pretty cool. I think I might do that then. I would go eight. I I liked. The eight Kobe, but I dislike the twenty-four Kobe. Oh, They're two different people to me. Yeah, they, a, they definitely are. The eight Kobe was like the young, up and coming talent. That was the rapey height. Kobe. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Davy always wow. gets so like nice about yeah. things. I'm always saying the harsh truths to Davy's face. If, if eight is the you know, Davy just. Responded to a call to a tweet I made about who's your favorite player that got you into basketball, and I said John Stockton and Davy out there randomly replying. I'm glad you didn't pick Carl Malone. Yeah, Davy's a big Carl Malone guy. <clears throat> Eight does rhyme with rape, kind of. I mean, I wonder if that's why he changed it. Could be. <laughs> so, uh, I think um, also I I'm, I have to um, that skeet night. Mets is going to be there, so I'm really I just want to kind of walk up to him and not just be like, "Prove to me you're not an asshole tonight," and that's it. And just kind of like walk away and be like, "Who, who the fuck? Who the fuck was that guy?" And just gonna <laughs> mean mug him and really maybe just give him a noogie. Is that a soul noogie? Mets would sue you for that. Mets would for sure. Willy? The wet willy? Yeah. I think you're too much of a softie to do that. A noogie? I can I can give a noogie, buddy. No, you gotta but you gotta butter him up first. You gotta uh, offer him some fine work. And then do what Davy did. Davy Davy buttered him up and then Davy tried to steal his wife. I don't wanna blow smoke up this guy's ass. He's already Yeah, but then Davy's all on that like take Metz's wife train, so I don't know. Talk to him. Davey, who's not unmuting his mic right now at all, either. He's got all the inside information and all, all the alpha, huh? Okay. All right. So look out for the wife. Wife is always yeah. 
so I should, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with her. And then that motherfucker, <laughs> I'll leave that motherfucker in the dust. And then he'll get all jealous and blow up the whole thing himself. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. You got to really go high-end mind games with him. Picture the Dr. Evil gif where he flips around in the chair and laughs hysterically. That's what's going on right yes, now. Yes, okay. exactly. Take that. I'm doing that. Done and done. You got a picture, Davy, so I can picture her and figure out who she is as I come in? I don't have a picture. Davey, you do. You come up, on. Come on, bro. Give come me on. Some. Like, you don't. I'm good, bro. I'm going in there like a... Like That's a it. If, if, if his ring is white, you recognize her. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, my. Fair enough. I'll take that and run with that information. That's interesting. Uh, hilarious. She's definitely um, taller than he is. Yeah, it gotta be. Um, no, showy. Interesting. Yeah, not. showy. Welcome to the Wolf Den. Your first time on. What a hey, way thanks. to come on after us just being terrible. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I've enjoyed listening and everything like that. Um, yeah, I just haven't really ever had the chance to get on and talk. I got like six kids over here, so it's hard because they get them all to bed, you know. Mm. Um. But, uh, Davey just I, usually yells at his kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that happens sometimes over here, too. Yeah, I only have dog kids, so I can't totally compare. <laughs> Good deal. Well, I um, I guess... Uh, Chime in. Give us a recap of the night. What do you want? What are the things you want to comment on? Well, um, I, I don't know. I had to step away for a little bit. I don't know if you guys con- you know, talked a little bit about those T-50s. And the hollows and all that with the athletes being engaged and, you know, the players voting and the NBA Players Association, stuff like that. Have you got, Were you guys talking no, about that at all? we didn't. We didn't at all, actually. That's a great, great topic. I actually am pretty uninformed on it, too. So I saw the headline but didn't really look into it. Well, I, I, I found it really interesting because, you know, getting getting those NBA players to engage is like, you know, they're talking about Coinbase and, uh, you know, just screwing around with us the whole time. And I, you know, I think they, they might not respect sometimes some of those moments that get made and uh, to have them voting and um, engaged on that. I just, I don't know, kind of seemed like a sea change to me a little bit and getting more interaction from them, getting their respect and uh, kind of getting them involved kind of organically. Maybe, you know, some of these athletes, uh, you know, just start, Maybe a migrating a little bit towards Top Shot just because, you know, we're uh, we're kind of getting them involved. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys all thought about that part. And then the other part of that I thought was really interesting was that they weren't going to actually make that all happen until, you know, the whole season played out. So then you get to, you know, end of June, July you know, that could affect, you know, if they don't come out till then, that could affect some of that great unlocking event um, in 2023. So, I don't know. I just I just want to throw that out there. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. I think there's a lot of good stuff to take from that. One thing I do love the best of sort of top list when a season comes out, if um, like after a season, if this is supposed to be sort of as Austin who builds the moment says it's supposed to be sort of, you know, uh, 
the the historical you know data of an NBA season. You know, we're watching it through a, a Top Shot season. So how how better could it be to get sort of a top fifty set? that was actually sort of verified by players and voted on. I think that would be not only highly collectible, but like you said, I hadn't even thought about that, that it would coincide with the great unlocking and maybe they would have a great mechanism to prevent everybody from unlocking and selling in order to get these awesome moments. Yeah. I I thought too, like, you know, it's almost like game recognizes game, but with like more than one person recognizing you know? Yes. And then wouldn't it be cool if they had, instead of just single plays, if they had like a melt or, or something of that nature where you could kind of capture a number of these kind of great plays from this person's year. I don't know if they're going to do that, but I would really like it if they did. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I think that, I think they're going to have the top shot collectors or fans voting on the actual plays. So it'll be interesting like how many options we'll get and how that process will work. Um, but yeah, I thought it was it's great to engage the NBA players and get that recognition. So if hopefully within the NBA, a young player growing up will want to get on the Top Shot Top 50 and that, if that has notoriety attached to it, um, I think it could be definitely great. Does that mean that that's like the only legendaries that are going to be out this year or will there be other legendary sets the other thing too is so does that mean the hollow set is like dead now there won't be any more hollows and how does that affect kind of the s1 to s3 because i think i remember back in the day uh, veerman Steve being on the on a podcast kind of saying like that on i think lg's podcast the first mint and saying that the, the hollows are the you know flagship set and you're going to want the early ones because you know, people are going to be collecting hollows for years and years. So does that like negatively impact those earlier ones in a way or is it like positive? Cause yeah, it's not that I mean, they were, exist anymore. they were just diluting them by having, you know, S3 and whatnot. So I think switching it up every year, how you get a legendary is cool. Like last year, the most collectible legendaries were the deck, the hoops which wasn't quote unquote hollow. You know, I like that they were their own thing um, or yeah. that was mm-hmm. the, the Vince Carter legendary. So it wasn't even the hollow ones that were necessarily the most collectible. So will the, there's the hollows won't exist then, right? Like this I don't know. Hollows. It sounds like they won't. It sounds like it's they just won't. a name. They won't. Uh, it's going to be At least not this year. Yeah, for this year, the T50 would be replacing Hollow, I think. I'm wondering, they're not going to call it this the Hollow set? What are they going to call it? I think just Top 50. Yeah, I think it's Top 50. Interesting. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm kind of curious when uh, will we ever have like consistent sets from year to year? <laughs> There's so many like bastardized sets. It's pretty funny. Well, I think MGLE is the backbone, like offshoot. That's not a base set. Until it won't be, and they'll switch it up to something <laughs> exactly. else. Just like yeah, DSS, well, you know, DS, everything else. Everything would be boring if they just did the same thing every year, too, we right? All, we're always hungry for new stuff and new art. Yeah, new, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah. you know, we want it both ways, but I, I yes, 
I like the dynamic duos. That's kind of fun. And the way they cut that, it's kind of a melt itself. The Lakers one looks pretty cool. They got a little pregame stuff going on as well as the shots and stuff. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And the WNBA top shot debut squad goals that came out were pretty good. They caught the reactions and um, some like crazy passes. Yeah, I think they keep nailing the actual highlights for the most part. But I, I think, yeah, the top 50 is is better than hollow because it has a chance to get recognized by the players and actually mean something. Yeah, I was thinking that if, if the players had some kind of involvement in selecting those plays, I almost think that they they would want to somehow – get it out there that they were part of that you know like i could i could see people con you know commenting on their uh social media and stuff like this you know hey i'm you know happy that my you know my moment or my melt got out there and you know because they do like being recognized by each other too yeah so is it that the players i thought that the players picked the top 50 but then the fans pick the actual plays or will the players have a say in the plays as well? I mean, maybe they could do it like the all-star voting where it's like weighted uh, and kind of between the different uh, stakeholders. Okay. Yeah. I think it is just players, but still that's kind of like all pro you yeah. know, football. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the recognition because they don't have that in the, the awards are, I don't know what I know what the NHL is. It's like the media votes, and then they have like one trophy, which is the players vote on the most five on the best player. But in the NBA, I think it's all media, right? It is. So this would yeah. be like the first time. Yeah. So I love that. That's like the first time the players can actually kind of vote on who are the best among their peers. Well, I think the thing that it, like. I don't know if it uh, maybe we didn't bring it up at first because it is exciting, but it's also like something that's a bit far out. It feels like it's going to be a, a ways away. So I guess it's that's why maybe I'm I, I'm not like super jazzed up about it, but I do see it as being overall good. But it just seems so far away. I guess. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? Oh, Rich disappeared. Rich ghosted us. People just fade in and out of our lives some odd while we sit here steady wow. at Eddie's. You know? Um, I don't I don't have much else to say. I'm kind of a spine. I'm like chilling this week on all these things. Somehow we managed to talk about it for almost two and a half hours, even when it's a slow week. I love this. There's just, um, a lot of, there's just a lot of love in this room. That's a lot of love in this room. We get yeah. in here. Apparently we have nothing yeah, else right. going on a Friday night. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong. No, it's nice and early for like West Coast. It's great. I, I wrap true. up. It's 8 o'clock. Still got time to hang out with the lady, do whatever. Walk the Perfect. Dog. Yeah, there's yeah, plenty sh- of time to watch a movie. Yeah, I'm going to dial up a probably watch, try to find a Halloween movie to watch after this. Oh, she walked the dogs while we were while we were chit chatting, so that's even better. Oh, by the way, Wolf, Disney yep. Plus will be here in the Philippines soon. Oh, so I think that's go. the first that's the first subsi- subscription I'll be paying after. You're gonna are your cheap ass actually gonna fork out nine bucks for that, Kev? 
Yeah, because, I mean, I haven't watched <laughs> Mandalorian. I've got to watch, like, Star Wars 2 and 3. Yeah. There you go. I'll the fork. new, the new Andor fork. one's great. Yeah, that one too. So I'll fork out maybe $9 for two to three months and then there you go. go rogue again. <laughs> there you go. Oh, wow. I think Disney Plus has like come out of nowhere and is like eating Netflix's lunch. It, what, what would you say is the more valuable platform if you had to choose only to have uh-huh. one or the other? I think for uh-huh. me, right now, it, yeah, Netflix is still, but because you don't really. I'll go with Netflix for the meantime because you usually don't. Like, you just watch Disney movies for Disney Plus and then you can watch it, ha- it anywhere else. Well, it has other stuff too because it has the stars thing put into it. So in Canada, we don't have Hulu. So Disney Plus picks up all the Hulu shows in Canada too. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and a bunch of movies. So. I think I prefer Disney Plus right now, but I'm on the Netflix's slipping train. So, yeah. Will you, sorry, will, will, uh, Wolf, will you downgrade to the ad? I'm thinking about the Netflix, like maybe downgrading to the like $7 one with ads, maybe. Nah, we share ours with our uh, my, uh, my in laws, so it's all no thing. I'm a bit of a password collector. I it's send a... my brother my Crave password, my HBO, and then his kid sends me the Disney Plus. I got a friend's Prime password. Uh, the in-laws send the Netflix password my way. So, wow! I don't want to be involved in this illegal activity. <laughs> That's what you do. You share. You got. Yeah. You, you want to get Fight Pass? You get. You get a buddy who wants to get Fight Pass as well, and then you save save half the money. Anybody That's got true. an NBA League password? Yeah, are you going to slip into uh, at the Lions DMs after and ask him for his password? I got I got one myself. Or, I, oh, yeah. I should have honestly given it away because I'm not going to tune into League Pass many times. So it's fine if you want my login. I'm, we can talk. <laughs> I, I, we'll see. I, Did you not do the League Pass no, challenge, Fine? Listen, this is how it works, okay? I watch football on Sunday, like a lot of it. Yeah. I don't watch... I watch an occasional baseball game and I watch an occasional basketball game. For me to think that I needed to burn those to watch well, league basketball all the time, Jules would not be down with that. Not now. <laughs> I get home <laughs> late and it's like we're watching some shows and having dinner. We, he, he would uh, go crazy. Yeah. I watch basketball in the playoffs to be quite honest with you. Otherwise, I'm on Twitter. Just the so. occasional game. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's hard for I, me to. I, Hockey takes up a lot of my guys. life. I'm envious of you guys that your basketball knowledge and you're up in the game. I, that's how I am focused with football. And uh, I, I would like to gain more knowledge on uh, the basketball. I feel like I should know more knowledge for all the dumb top shop, but that's neither here nor there. I'm with you, Spine. That's why, like, a game and a half into Summer League, we're like, so where are the cocktails at? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I found my, my buddy. Ahmad, Ahmad and his wife were like, we're going to watch 19 games back to back to back. <laughs> and he no, knew man. everybody and Spence Ooh. knew everybody. And I was like, Jesus. There you go. Uh, I'll just take the back of here. <laughs> no, no, we're, 18. 
We're professional. We're like we're like two or three, like in the sweet spot. We know we've done the five games in a row, and we've known the toll it takes on our bodies. So we're very strategic. <laughs> I analyze the summer league uh, schedule um, to maximize, you know, the lottery picks that we get to see. And uh, yeah, I think we 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 nail it. And actually, Francis has just been raving about this last time. How it's like her favorite time going, of course. Hanging with you guys was was a big part of it, but also staying at the like the Virgin Hotel that's right by the stadium. Uh, she really loves. So yeah, we're we're professionals. We're uh, Uber Uber did, did regret, make it easy. Like I do regret not uh, having some cocktails with you guys back on the strip at least one or two nights. So I I'm a, I'm a failure in that regard. And next year I will uh, come through. We should better. have had that. We didn't have cocktails. We didn't have like no. A, Ahmad the, never the, came for the verbena. Or anything? Yeah, I know. Well, it was it was tough because I had some other in real life friends that I grew up with in Edmonton, and so they wanted to hang one night. So, um, so just balancing all that uh, became a bit tricky. But the good thing about summer league is that it's every year. So we're gonna see you guys next year. Yeah. I, I definitely have a few in real life friends that were a little jealous about that are bigger ball fans than me that were jealous about my trip and they're already talking like, Hey, you're going, right? Like we're going. And I was like, Yeah, 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 we'll go, we'll go, we'll go. So do, you them, do you remind them you've seen Chet Holmgren play basketball in a Oklahoma City Thunder uniform? Yeah, I didn't that was the only guy I didn't see. And he hasn't. Nobody else has, unless he I know. the first weekend. Of summer league. I know. If any top shot employees are listening, first weekend, first weekend, first weekend. At least, at least tell us. Well, of course, we want the first weekend. No, we we'll want the first. I know. Once we once we hit January, I'm sliding into the DMs, and I'm gonna implore them to make the right call this time. Imagine oh, oh. we go the second weekend and we don't see Victor Wembanyama because. Uh, he tweaks his ankle. Oh God, I didn't want to say that. But no, you know, don't. but yeah, you're he, right. No, we're going. We're going to be at that first game that he plays. Yeah, like he stubs his thumb, and he's like, "Okay, I'm done for summer league. We've got to go to the first game so we can ensure we see this guy play next year. Is going to be good too. Scoot, and that is apparently. I feel like every year the rookie class just keeps getting better and better. Before it was like up year and down year, but these days it's like getting better maybe because of the international component there's just more players coming through that are high end yeah it just seems like there's a lot of good young talent right now for sure um wicked guys well that was a good another good episode um we'll continue this conversation in real life when spine gets off his butt and books his ticket to portland to come hang with us and mud yeah, Just so you know, Ahmad, I did message Spine's lady, too, who's definitely pulls more weight in the Spine household. So I texted her with the dates. Nice. And so they're in the calendar now. Oh, hilarious, bro. Yes. Spine, check yeah. your calendar. Here, Is it in your calendar? Yes, recording? January. Yeah. Okay, What's the dates? 19th, 17th, or 20th? No. <laughs> oh my We're going to be there the 26th to 30th. Whatever, the game's guys. on the 28th. You know what? Yeah. I'm I'm staying with a buddy spine in Portland and he's a big big weed guy, so oh. <laughs> you'll 
Yeah, you'll I'll you'll right like it. He'll we'll be. Go to the shop he's a big basketball we'll guy. We'll go to the yep. Donuts, and we'll keep Portland weird, and go to yep. the game. And, okay. Yep. We'll go to the Mississippi District. That's that's one of the Is spots. That where all the strip clubs no, it's just where there's a lot of awesome restaurants and cocktail oh, spots. Okay. They have all these like really wicked like neighborhood places where you're like, what the hell is there like 20 restaurants doing here? Like you'd think it would just be houses, you know? You know? Portland has the most uh, per capita strip clubs. Yes, yeah, and I think it doesn't have the oldest oh, one I in put it past North them. America or something. What's that? Is it in Atlanta? Oh. Yeah, it's in the old district where the, at the border between the poor neighborhood to the rich neighborhood, apparently it's in, the, in between. Very interesting knowledge you just happen to know, Davey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought Matt was hiding a lot. Metz's wife told Davey about I it. I don't doubt it. While Metz was off in the bathroom somewhere, she was whispering to Davey. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'll meet you in Atlanta. Mm, I'll da- give you a dance. <laughs> I've heard there's uh and you know, I hadn't heard that stat before Spine. I'm not familiar at all uh, with Portland strip club scene, but there's like a I've heard there's a karaoke strip club as well. So I think it's not your typical establishments. I think they're a bit more chill, a bit funner. No, I'd love to um, I'd love to karaoke with you guys. Yes, that would be fantastic. I'd karaoke. A bit of hip hop. Snoop, um, Snoop Dogg. Oh, I like Biggie. Nothing I, but I a G would, thing. I would love to do Tupac, but Bloody he's doggy. so fast. He's so fast. It's hard to keep up yeah, with Tupac. A little much. You're like a Biggie. Biggie, guy, huh? Biggie is like chill. You know, yeah. uh, talks about selling drugs. The Canadians so like that's uh, what Biggie I do. more than uh, West Coast Snoop Dogg. Is that a thing? Biggie, Biggie more than Snoop Dogg? Who? Me, I like uh, Biggie more than Tupac for sure. I thought you were going to say Biggie or Tupac. That's uh, no, I love. all three of those. Biggie, but... I'll take Snoop over. Well, Snoop, I want to have fun. Tupac, man, that guy could, that guy could write. And when he don't even know if he wrote all the stuff, he he came off the dome with most of his stuff. So, just incredible, incredible stuff. Yeah, karaoke is always a great time. Uh, but you were you said Voodoo Donuts in Portland, which is, I feel like it's a bit overrated. Blue Star Donuts in is, Portland. Uh, There's another place there. Yeah, it's called Blue Star, and it's oh, uh, okay. better. Okay, and so Voodoo the Voodoo is, is the Voodoo is like OG and like the tourist yeah. trap, and the Blue Star is the real deal. I I like right. Voodoo a lot, but it's hard to go to unless it's a weekday. Like if you go on a weekend, it's so fucking busy that you just I don't want to wait for an hour and a half to get a donut, you know? Can I be honest? I just like an apple fritter. All I want is a fucking apple fritter. I can get really? Ooh. Store, so. I, do, I like any kind of donut thing. Well, they're all there's good. A, I'm just saying I got there's, a, there's a place in Vancouver I just uh, had some today called Mellow Donuts, and they're all just stuffed donuts, every single one. But I had, like, a Nutella stuffed one today. But they're supposed to have Halloween-based ones, and... Um, I was getting it for my staff, but I guess it wasn't available. I just, it was a bit dis- disconcerting for sure. I had Did a you- friend from Vancouver message me about that place recently because he said, I think we're going to have to try Mellow Donuts next time you're in town because me and him always go to Duffins. Oh, I haven't been to Duffins. But, really? Uh, oh, that's a legendary place, my guy. Wow. Yeah, Mellow, though, is a hop in as well. 
Guys, I'm using League Pass right now. This is incredible. There you go. Courtesy of Top Shot. Um, well, I got to get oh, trucking. It was good chatting with everybody. If you're Great listening show. on Spotify, iTunes, all that shit, we appreciate you and uh, appreciate all the Wolfpack for coming in every Friday and having a chit chat, even when Mark and Jay abandon us weekly. Is it really abandoning at this point? I feel like they, the cool they ran away from home at this point. That's true. <laughs> it's very true. Mark was Jay's like, oh, I've got a. Jay's actually at a game with the Wolf's Den right now. He's uh, yeah. with his Wolf's oh, community. Oh, like couldn't have checked in. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, at the Lion, thanks for tuning in, bro, and uh, congratulations on your League Pass win that you got. Uh, Richard P. Tokyo there, if you if he hasn't contacted you, you can send me a DM and I'll link you up with him. And Shout uh, out to ever- Joey. Shout out to Showy for coming. Shout out to Yeah, you better come out again, Showy. Uh, Showy, you haven't done trivia yet, so next week maybe we'll get you on the trivia. All right. Well, it was it was good talking with you guys this week for sure. If I can, I I'll make it. Yeah, please do anytime. Just tell all six of your kids to just quiet down and go to bed. <laughs> six kids, my guy. Holy smokes. Yeah, I got my own little wolf this, back over this here. Man, this man's got really active sperms. <laughs> they just they are good little egg finders what? wow what the fuck, <laughs> that's next level bro okay that's next level <laughs> I'm just saying the man's healthy <laughs> he's eating the I, right I had things. to stop him after the last one because it was twins <laughs> you got twins too holy smokes oh geez well, so you got your hands full I can't believe you have time to even be in the wolf pack chat yeah, well, I, I had to because uh, the car dude said you guys were a pretty awesome bunch. So, yeah, well, I, we're happy I, don't to... think, I don't think he was off. He's a liar. Good. Don't listen he's to He's a that total guy. liar. He's yeah. A, he's a fucking. Uh... <laughs> 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 All right. Get us out of here, Spy. Enough, enough. To all the wolf pack out there worldwide, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you'll join me in a good night. Howl. 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 Howl.